Howdy, Brevin. Howdy. Welcome to Red Dead Reflection. What's my name? You gotta say my name so that people know who I am. Your name's Tyler. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> I was thinking you could be like, howdy, howdy, Tyler, you know, because I was being cute Let's with restart. It. No, no, this is going. This <laughs> oh is it. Oh my God. So welcome. This is the beginning of Red Dead Reflection where we play. I liked our other beginning more. Well, okay. <laughs> Let's be honest with you guys. We recorded once, but our mic had the wrong setting on, so you could really only hear Brevin's voice. It was, yeah, it was just me talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We decided, well, we can't really start our podcast with that. So here we are. Take two, Red Dead Reflection, where we play through, uh, specifically Brevin plays through Red Dead Redemption 2, and we discuss as he plays through it. Um, the setup is going to be he plays... You haven't played any of it yet. Nope. I've not played a single part, but this episode moving forward you're going to play some amount that you managed to get to play each week we're not going to be too strict about it um but whatever amount you play you're going to record what the title of the mission was that you played up to and then we'll start the next episode by saying like all right make sure you've played up to this mission if you haven't played yet so and in the past year that this game has been out it's been out for about a year right yeah so it's been out <coughs> since October I think October of 2018. So a little over a year. I've managed to not somehow not get a single thing spoiled on this game. That's actually pretty incredible. And I go on the internet a lot. Yeah, no. I mean, you could even just click on some like tangentially related meme or something. That's what I mean. And would... and... So that's very good. So we, we tried to uh, sync up the release of this podcast with the PC release, which came out in November end 5th. of November. Oh, early? Yeah, that early. November. early. Yeah, okay, so we're late essentially we well if you count the steam release <laughs> we were going late. to wait for the steam release but then it was on sale on green man gaming i had a whole update related to it was this. a better sale like a week ago too that's unfortunately. fine <laughs> it wasn't Whatever. much better um, but it made me laugh yeah okay <laughs> so finally we're doing this we both got colds like intermingling and like, we still kind of have them yeah so if i so cough if we sound it's intermittently we sound more like cowboys if yeah, you think now, about it now now i have an accent that's not the right <laughs> excuse me <laughs> now i have an accent <laughs> no that's like old man from cartoon accent <laughs> um yeah now your cold gave you an accent that's how that works um so yeah it's been out for over a year i played it on xbox I played it all the way through over the course of the year. Like, it actually took me that long to beat it. Um, no, it's a long So game. this podcast is going to be a year long, is what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> like, legitimately, it could be. Oh, although, I wasn't I wasn't regularly playing it throughout the year. Like, I would take a couple months off. And yeah. Then, yeah. Oh, that's tough to do with these types of games. I feel like I'd lose it. It is, which is why it's good to play along with a podcast mm-hmm. like ours. Or, yes. well, you are playing for the podcast. Um, so you're, you're coming at it from like a excited to play Reddit. extreme i've been waiting so long to play this game yeah i specifically wanted to make a long form podcast series about this game because i played through it and it's just like so much happens and there's so much to talk or think about like it's massive and you you just like okay next mission next mission next mission it's done and then you don't have anyone to talk to about about it with because no one else has beaten it because it's so freaking long. Yep. So finally I'm going to be able to talk to you and <clears throat> the randoms on the internet about this. And I I specifically want to and we'll see if this follows through. At this point in time I want to like examine it from like a more moral and ethical perspective mm-hmm. and try to compare Red Dead Redemption 2 and its themes to our own lives and see what we can learn. Okay. You know, you know yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, because, you know, I'm not going to be like, 
I, I, I also have it for PC now and I can play through it again, but I'm not going to be too much about, oh, it was crazy when this happened. Yeah. You know? like, but, well, I'll I was going to say, I'm, I would probably bring up very specific points. No, yeah. And I, I do want you to do that. So anyway, enough talking about what we're going to do. Let's get started. Oh, so, yeah. We have, we're going to talk about Red Dead 1 first. Yes. So if you haven't played Red Dead 1 and care about spoilers for that. First of all, go play the game. I mean, it's God, a great that, game. It's been out for game? 2000, I think 2010. Yeah. Jesus, nine years ago. Like you should play Red Dead Redemption One. You can play it on Xbox One in case you don't know. It's backwards compatible, oh, and you can play that's it in 4K. Right. It's hard to play because it's not on PC. Yeah, yeah, that's so annoying. I hate that stuff. But yeah, Xbox One, it's good to play on. Um, we will be spoiling Red Dead One and just like using that as context for our interpretation of this game. So right off the bat, like if you haven't played Red Dead One, turn this off now and go play it. And go play it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we. I was actually thinking if this, if we like this enough we could actually go through and play red dead 1 i would love to do that and have that be the subject for our next podcast i've only played red dead one through once time or one time oh cool i played through it twice and i watched like a really quick playthrough recently <clears throat> so i have the basic beats of the story down yeah i haven't played the game since probably 2012 yeah so let's start with that let's start there what do you remember about red dead one so red dead one i remember jack dies or not jack dies. <laughs> Wow, you remember it. Well, I was going to say, apparently. it must be great. Um, John dies. John Marston, main character. Guy Who's spent... John Marston, Brevin? He's a cowboy. He's a cowboy. He's a cowboy who used to, he had a very uh, rough past. And yes. he did a lot of gang activity, did a lot of bad things. And he wants redemption. <laughs> yep. You got it. Name of the game. <laughs> he wants Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. He is dead. Is he red? I guess. He's right after he's dead. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, oh let's, let's just cancel that. Yeah, I was going to say, what's this podcast? What just, what just happened? <laughs> um, so, yeah, John Marston, he's he's a cowboy. He used to be in a gang. Not a cowboy like like a farmhand on a ranch, but like a real gun-slinging... Ragged. Ragged. I like that, sure. Um, <laughs> I, like, I like that, sure. Bandit sort I of guess. guy. Um, but he also has a family that he loves, and he tries to walk this gray line gray line blurred line i don't know i like gray line gray line a gray <laughs> line of morality um red dead was actually it wasn't the originator of but it was like a main a main f- uh, uh, during during the, that era of gaming we had a lot of games that had like karma systems of good and bad oh yeah and red dead was like a very um definitive iteration of that i think of the morality you, do you, you not really think so? i yeah i kind of disagree with you on that oh okay and it's right, something i want to talk let's have it it's something i want to talk about too with what i expect what i hope to have from red dead 2 and i i feel like with red dead 1 even though john has a troubled past and he did a lot of bad things the john that you play as in red dead 1 is not a john that would commit bad acts that's interesting. I love that you said that. So you think that this that John Marston is, as portrayed in Red Dead Redemption, is not the kind of person to to do commit bad crimes? things. Yeah, basically, like not commit crimes because he is a cowboy, and we're talking the eighteen nineties or eighteen eighties, whenever it takes place. Yeah, like that's if you're uh, a cowboy. I think, I think Red Dead Redemption one <clears throat> takes place in the early nineteen aughts. Oh, it's it's really in the nineteen hundreds. Well, because they get the semi-automatic pistol, which. It was made in 1911. So yeah, it must be like 19 like 
11. They might even be like that year. That sounds right. Anyway, that's not really that important. But <laughs> John, he, he's a family man. And like, hold on, I kind of lost my train of thought of what I was trying to say. You were trying to say that he, he doesn't come across as someone who would be like this evil gangster. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things that you have the option to do in the game. I can't specifically remember them because it's been so long. And probably not even that many options, but, like, you come across... You remember those random events that you can come across where, like, yep. you can just kill the hostages if you wanted to? Like, John's not going to do that. So, that's interesting. So, that actually leads up to the cognitive dissonance that I think led to Grand Theft Auto V's design, mm-hmm. where they gave you multiple characters. Like, you can switch between Michael, who's, like, a family man who has a rough past, but he's, like, generally a nice guy, also, like, a douchebag. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> and then you have Trevor, who's this crazy... Like madman who like oh he'll kill whoever he wants just yeah. for fun because he's he's crazy oh oh Trevor you 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 rascal you <laughs> just like you know bur- kept burning people alive I was gonna say anything crazy. anything you can think of um and then you have but Franklin you make a great point what yeah. is, Franklin yeah. the up and comer yeah that's all I was just that's say, really all there what is, is there to say about Franklin I don't know he's like he's there <laughs> now Franklin is a cool character I think because he's so no- like simple compared to Trevor he's like you Michael. in the situation like if you came across this situation and you oh, happen to like it saying. maybe that's what it, maybe that's what it is it's like he is the player's touchstone mm-hmm. that you can relate to hmm interesting. interesting yeah no like he's he's like a cool guy that you'd want to hang out with but you wouldn't really want to play as him you know what i mean it's true i played as him definitely the least of all the characters <laughs> yeah but anyway boy, this isn't about grand theft auto Red Dead Redemption had a bit of an... I think you're right. I think it is an issue because he's all like... In his cutscenes, he's all friendly with Bonnie McFarlane. Yep. He's like, yes, ma'am. Like, very polite and everything. He's not going to be the kind of guy to tie up some random woman and put her down on railroad tracks exactly. and watch the train go by. Like, even though you can do that, though. So, But it's so out of character for him. I wonder if you can look at, <clears throat> at, look at the honor system in that game as an indicator of, like, how... How canon is your character you know what i'm saying what what is the canon for for I think, john i think it's i think it is honorable yeah it has he's an to honorable be. person because everything that he does is for his family although i mean you could make an argument that he's betraying his gang and therefore betraying his own loyalty is dishonorable which is dishonorable if if you're expecting honor among thieves you know i i see what you're saying but i feel like you're talking about like terrible people and you're being like disloyal to them like <laughs> i'll toss i'll toss this, him a right? bone because so, he's being disloyal to terrible people so you think but, and living a better life because of what it. makes you think that they're terrible people the fact that the agents are telling you that that's true do we really ever it. see the gang do anything like absolutely <laughs> horrendous not yet you haven't my friend you haven't seen anything that's what's so what blows my mind right after red Dead redemption came out I and I beat it. I was like, I don't know that they would have anything else to do. Like this story is so complete. But after playing Red Dead Redemption Two, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption story seems so sparse. Like like it incomplete or sparse. I wouldn't say incomplete. Okay. I think it's I think it's obviously complete enough to be an arc. But it's got these like you meet Bill Williamson and he's just like this crazy guy he's just like a villain yeah and and there's there's no it doesn't have the context that you think you would need to appreciate it Mm -hmm. um because you're saying like from the player's perspective we don't know what this gang's been doing we don't know 
if they've been a gang. Obviously, the the former gangsters are like running from the cops now and and probably robbing trains and stuff. But <sighs> after playing Red Dead Redemption Two, you it, and this is what's so incredible is something so big as Red Dead Redemption. After playing Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption Two, my God, can we say something else instead RDR. of that? R- RDR. Though? I mean, I, I no, that's true. I don't really say that in Maybe person. Maybe just say Red Dead. Red Dead Two. Yeah, After just playing that. Red Dead Two. Yeah. You see Red Dead in a new light. Like, ooh. Have you ever considered that? Like, that? <clears throat> no, I never thought. I well, I mean, it's a prequel, so obviously I'm going to learn about what happened, things that happened before Red Dead One, and probably things that I'll be like, oh, I remember them mentioning that happening. Yeah. Hopefully that happens. I want that to happen. Um, I wish I could remember like offhand things that happened in Red. Like, I mean, it's going to be awesome to hear about Dutch Gang, right? That's what they're named, the Dutch Gang or whatever. <laughs> Dutch's Gang. Dutch's Gang. Uh, it's going to be like Anderlands. I hope. I hope I get to hear about. I assume I will because they're major parts of Red Dead One. Learn about like actual things they did and like the reason why John left. Things okay. like that. That's what I want to learn about. Stuff like that. And actually, since we're talking about Red Dead Two a little bit now, I hope. In this game, the main character, I know his name, Arthur, um, I hope that he is much more of a neutral character, kind of, so that I can actually play him how I want and not feel like I'm breaking canon. But I don't know if that's really easy to ask for, because you can't make the character, like, boring. So, I'm specifically not going to answer that I was gonna question say, I directly, <laughs> because I don't want to ruin any of the experience for you. Yep. Uh, it's just something I, I want... And I'll talk, I'll mention. I think that of all people, Rockstar is very, very aware of the conflict that we were mentioning where the player has total control, but they're still trying to construct a narrative using the character that the player is controlling. Mm-hmm. So I, I I do think they, they handle that better. I won't, I won't speak to it exactly. Um, I do think that like... It's tough. Well, it's I, tough. I don't even want to say anything more than that. Yeah, yeah, you can leave it at that. <clears throat> but it's tough as a game developer when you're put in a situation where you're you're playing a character who's, the game's literally called Red Dead Redemption, he's trying to redeem himself, and then you give the ability to do really awful things and have a karma system. Like, you get something for being awful in that game. You get to go to, like, Thieves' Den or something? Is that It's not called Thieves' Den. Mm-hmm. It's like Thieves' Town. Thieves' Landing. Yeah, that. That's... Hey, look, I have a map right here. Oh, that's really convenient. So, <laughs> let's see. This is... It's south of Blackwater. Not oh, wow. Baker's that's. Field. I haven't seen that map in a very long time. Uh, Thieves' Landing, yep. East of McFarland's Ranch. So, I, I think you can only go there and, like... I don't know if it's two missions, but interact with, like, the people there if you have awful um, karma or whatever you want to call it. Dishonor. I actually didn't know that. I that's think, pretty cool. I think that's the only... Because there's... I don't know if there's anything for good karma... But there probably is. But I'm pretty sure that is for bad karma. Don't quote me, but I'm okay. I'm pretty sure. So <clears throat> it it seems like I, I I do wonder though. Like, would Reddit Redemption One have been a better game if you just removed that bar entirely? Yep, I think it totally would have been. You've I I genuinely think there is no point having that bar there because John's already outlined as a character that's a good guy okay so that's what i i i sort of agree with you there because in i think of something like watchdogs not not watchdogs one because that <laughs> that main character was just awful what was his name adrian i don't know anything about watchdogs never played it aiden 
Oh, it's it, he was like I this think it like, is Aiden. hacker right. guy who had no personality, mm-hmm. and he was just like a miserable guy. The second game, though, you played as this cool guy who was like a hipster, and he was funny um, and really lighthearted. So you could use him to do these like crazy things, like blow people away with shotguns <coughs> and everything. But he seemed like he was more. Um, like like not not nearly as die not nearly dire enough to be doing those sort of things mm-hmm. you know what i mean like claude and grand theft auto 3 you can see that guy as being like some stone cold serial killer because he literally is stone cold yeah like has <laughs> nothing to him. talk and yeah. he's just like a blank slate he's like a terminator <laughs> yep but like if you give this goofy personality to somebody then it doesn't it doesn't match up mm-hmm. however that game doesn't have a morality system so if you're playing it and you as playing as a character decide to go on a shooting spree the player sort of has the ability to there to say like yeah this isn't my character doing this it's just me because i want to have fun and then when you when you go back to the story you can say like oh yeah this character isn't the guy that went on that killing spree that was mm-hmm. me that did that do you, do you see what yeah, I'm yeah no i see exactly what you're saying and like it's... you 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 are able to create that discrepancy and deal with it mm-hmm. but if you instead have a bar at the bottom of the screen that says uh-oh uh-oh you're this bad because you just killed 15 innocent people yeah that carries forward and now it's saying okay this character is a bad person mm-hmm. and then in his cut scenes he's being like oh hey guys woohoo yeah hey, i'm a good guy but like i i think that adding the bar can take a, take away i think they maybe think that they need to account for it when they don't really need to yeah why not why not just let the game's bounty system take care of that if you're oh. a bad guy you have a bounty on you interesting and that that fits with it not being a game in the first place like it's more realistic obviously and, and gets rid of that bar and i also think that <clears throat> by even trying to quantify goodness it sort of takes away from the game thematically mm-hmm because it's saying, I don't. This is a joke. Well, okay. I don't, I'm not even going to say that because I don't want to spoil anything for you. But <laughs> oh we'll, we'll bring that up. Later. I feel like one time you're going to accidentally say I, something. I know. It's, it, it's, it's, it's just like the happen. most minor thing, but I still don't want to. That's um, funny. So <laughs> it, it's funny that they're like, it, like, like John <laughs> might might be sitting and being like, I don't know if I'm a good person, you know, but. At the same time, he has this bar at the bottom of the screen that the player can see. And it's like, oh, yeah, he's a good person. Yeah, he's good right Don't now. Don't worry. He's honorable. He's good right now. Yeah. Maybe and, later he might be But then terrible. what does that even mean? Because he's still an outlaw and he's still not accepted generally by society. Mm-hmm. And he's still a mass murderer. So... I don't know what the bar adds to the game. Nothing. I don't think it, it, it's just there to be a game, basically. It's Something. there. It's there just for... I guess feedback, but I don't know. I I think it's it's to it's to reward people for good behavior or bad behavior. But something that I'd be so interested in seeing is like Rockstar has designed that game to have both ends of the spectrum. But I I can I couldn't imagine that like more than twenty percent and that's even being generous, of players played through that whole game as a bad guy. Oh, easily 20. Like, I think lower than that, honestly. That's what I'm saying. I don't. I can't think of anyone I know that played that game, like, played it like a madman. People enjoy being good. Yeah. Because they, they get the satisfaction of helping the helpless 
maiden who got attacked by bandits or whatever what like it's it's so much easier i think too to be evil so they've created this scale where so many of their player base has been on one side of the spectrum i think i want to i want to bring up a really interesting point that i just thought about in games with karma systems i have always almost always played a game as a good guy like i always make sure i'm doing the right thing yeah but when i played through um what was the name of the game mountain blade that game doesn't have a karma system and i played it like a madman that's an excellent point i think that when you when you don't grade people in games it changes their behavior although although in real life although hold on mountain blade is a game where you can literally do whatever you want there's no backstory that i need to like adhere to although fallout's the same way kind of fallout 3 specifically i'm thinking of where you don't really have a backstory you're just a blank slate but you still you, you I, th- that's a little bit different because in Fallout Three you're interacting with people directly and you see these characters and mm-hmm. you see Moira, Moira every time you go to the whatever that's called the shop yeah yeah um so you yeah that's a bad example because she's like this weirdo character but, <laughs> you know you want you want to save the town full of little little children and you want to save people from the slavers mm-hmm. because that's the good thing I I would actually say Fallout karma system is even less effective like what does that even do it, well no, that's not true because it does affect like certain followers that you can have mm-hmm. so there's more gameplay reflections there um it's not much though it's not much it's not if you want if you did away with it yeah i i think that yeah you, well hold on actually continue if you stop grading people like that on their on their behaviors it would change their behaviors and make them i would argue more interesting so if if you have, like, if you have, oh, Outer Worlds is really good about this, by the mm-hmm. way. They have these, like, a town that's run by a corporation, and there's this, there's this group of outsiders who are living on the on the land outside of the corporation because they don't want to be under the corporate corporation's umbrella. And you need to decide whether or not to give to take the electricity away from one of the two groups, essentially meaning that you destroy one of the two small civilizations yeah there's no karma system in that game Mm -hmm. so in fallout 3 where if you came up to that choice and you made that decision one of them would be related to an increase in karma and the other would would be related to a decrease in karma Mm -hmm. and you would be that would be like um uh what what am i trying to say like in indicated throughout the quest leading up to that decision like oh you can't like that'd be really bad if, if you made this decision mm-hmm. and, and the player is like oh okay i'm a bad guy so i'm gonna make the bad decision <laughs> so therefore they're not they're not doing any critical thinking themselves mm-hmm. they're not saying well what's the effect of this decision if i do that versus this one because they're just saying oh i my character good guy i do good stuff <laughs> so it, it just completely flatlines any sort of interesting parts about the the quest so outer worlds like you're you're there and you're like okay i'll save the town i guess because the outcasts are sort of weird and then you do that and then you go to the to the town of outcasts and they all hate you and well obviously because you took power away from them i'm saying oh okay hold on i i, I see I, i'm going I see back and forth by saying town i i see why that's confusing okay but my point is either way you're a bad guy to somebody think yes. about that there's no there's oh, never good th- guy bad guy universally because yeah. that's just like real life like who are we good people to people in 
China? I don't know. They probably, probably all hate us. Not. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just think it's so arbitrary and reductive to, to say, yes, good decision, bad decision. And furthermore, that every single decision that you make can be classified in either way, mm-hmm. even if you have a set of rules, you know? Oh, did you have eggs for breakfast or a bagel? Don't don't eat the bagel. That's the bad choice. <laughs> That's the evil choice. Yeah. Well, I guess eggs would be more evil. I don't know. Oh, boy. I don't know. <laughs> I think, honestly, that's, like, one of the only things that really comes to my mind when I think of, like, flaws in the last game that I really want kind of fixed. Okay. That's really the main thing. I can... When we're talking more, I'll see if something else comes to my head. What are you looking for as far as um, story content, themes, and, and gameplay, even? Like, what are you... What are you hoping for? What can I talk? Can I talk about what I what I've the very brief amount that I've heard of from other people regarding the game? Okay, sure. I've heard it's a very slow game. Hmm. And the fact that like everything is slow, like doing things in the game is actually like slow. Yes, Um, which isn't bad. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. I'm just stating what I've heard. It well, you might (laughs) you might think it's bad. I've heard people say it's bad. A controversial part of red dead 2 is how it forces the player to take time with everything yeah um it was even worse in multiplayer when they switched to multiplayer without changing any of the gameplay so you would still take like two and a half seconds to loot dead bodies but they fixed that and patched it all right Um, it's gonna say in multiplayer yeah yeah, yeah. you still have that in single player i think i think it's immersive though i think the slowness is going to be a nice change of pace from what i play normally also I'm just going to write this down. Sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, Brevin says, slowness will be a nice change of pace. And we'll see if that holds true. Yeah, I want to come back on episode 84 and see (laughs) is nice change of pace. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Quote on quote, Brevin. Sweet. I want to take more notes like this. Yeah, you should. I want you. Because I want to to come (laughs) back at the end and be like. How how wrong was I? Yeah. Um, Um, Hold on. I'm trying to think of a few more things. I feel like I want I want more guns to be useful in this game. Because now that I'm thinking about more of what I did in Red Dead 1, I only did I only used like two different types of guns the entire game. It was either the lever action, whatever the best one I had was, or the revolvers. That was it. Like I don't feel like I ever used anything else. Maybe dynamite sometimes. To, That's like... sort of what I was thinking with that. <clears throat> um I watched I watched like a challenge playthrough by a YouTuber called Mitten Squad. Um <coughs> And he, he played through Red Dead Redemption 1 with just the Cattleman Revolver. And I, th- I was thinking, like, I mean, that's not that hard. Sounds like a normal playthrough. <laughs> but yeah, because, like, sure, it's the starting gun. But every gun is equally balanced or relatively on the same level of power and everything. And you can just headshot. Like, that's yeah. a one-shot no matter what. So it doesn't really matter what you're using if you have the accuracy. That is interesting. Like, it's I, I like the grounded nature of that in that, like, yeah, guns are will do damage like that's true gun. yes that is true. um rather than just like the borderlands like pea shooter that does like a little tiny bit of damage uh-huh. to a, a big boss and then eventually you get a gun that does 16 million times the damage of your starting gun mm-hmm. like there's 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 no room for scale if you're going for realism like that yeah i'm we're shot i don't actually remember if shotguns were specifically useful in red dead one like i feel like you could just take your revolver out and headshot them i don't i just think they don't remember running around with like a sawed off well you did have them <laughs> yeah they definitely were in the game i remember that i just don't remember them i think i really liked useful. well 
it's cool because you're a cowboy and you're using a sawed off. That's just very thematically cool. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, it just looks cool. I think it depends also on your aiming scheme. <coughs> this is important. Oh, I I, I kind of want to discuss that. Are you a Red Dead One uh, free aimer or definitely lock on? probably lock on back then? I think for this, I'll Ooh. probably. <laughs> I was like how. I was young when I was playing that game. We'll leave it at that. No, I think I think when I first played it, um, I I would do the auto lock on thing. But then I started playing online with my friends, and you and you get you get locked out of it. I do remember that you can't you can only free aim. I don't remember if it was you can only free aim, but I I think it was depends on settings. If I you think. free aim, you're put with free aim people. Yeah, that's if what you're it is. Lo- but and if you try to do competitive with lock on, you just get lit up if you go around a corner because it's so easy to kill people. Yep. So big proponent of free aim one i will i will play the game with free aim one issue i think it'll be more fun good I th- one oh. issue no i mean remember you're on pc too i was gonna say but am i gonna play with a mouse and keyboard i'm not a big fan of rockstar games with a mouse and keyboard try it i'll try it at first i obviously i played through it with controller, a controller yep. and i think i did free aim too <sighs> that's gonna suck with the controller with a mouse and keyboard, that's no issue. But. I, I got pretty good at it. Um, and they also have a nice setting where you can have a different aim scheme for horseback versus on foot. So if you're on horseback and you're trying to do free aim, like... Pfft. With a mouse and keyboard, that would be easy, though. Yeah. That would be actually really... That but would like be very satisfying. For uh, With a controller. That would be good impossible, luck. yeah. So I, I think I did like soft lock on horseback. Oh, yeah. I remember in Red Dead 1... When you're on horseback, it would like literally lock onto them. Like you would not have to do anything when it came to aiming, basically. If oh. I remember correctly, it was like super magnetic. I think so. Yeah. Especially on horseback. Um, okay, so you want more useful guns, like a wider variety. I, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of like if. Well, I don't, I won't speak. To yeah, that. I was going to say, you don't have to I answer don't, it. I don't need to answer it. I was just trying to think of things that I want. Um,. I, I feel like the horses are really well done in Red Dead 1, and there's not much I think they need to change. Maybe, no. The stamina bar made sense as a gameplay mechanic in, in realism, and I like the horses. I think they're, I think the horses were like the best horses still. Probably Red Dead 2 is better, because it's just newer. But like, if you take that game and compare it to any like 2018 game, or 2017 game before Red Dead 2 came what out. What about Witcher? I never played Witcher, but, but horses it's, in that. you'd say they're better or equal than Red Dead 1 roach uh because when did witcher come out 2015 yeah that's so that's four year newer or five year newer tech better than red dead one red dead one what do you mean by like they just they better horse like they have you ever played assassin's creed and used their horses no maybe those horses are different from red dead they are garbage compared to red dead one's horses so is it the control scheme it's like like the momentum about getting like up to speed how the horse reacts to the environment i think is really well done in red dead one i think witcher is good about that i think Oh, but they had these funny bugs though, where like the horse would spaz out too. I I don't I I don't want to don't quote me on that. I don't remember. I do know every game has bugs. Red Dead's horses were like very solid. They were. Extre- oh, Breath of the Wild's horses are good too. Remember Skyrim's horses? Those are bad. <laughs> Those are bad horses. Well, no no horse can be better than the Mountain Blade horses. Let's be real. Oh my god, <laughs> those those are those are tricky. Yep. How do I get off my horse? It's oh my look god. directly down at your horse and then interact with it. The whole game was just like that. Oh, um, hold on. I want to. I still want to see if I can think of more quick. 
You got anything to say right now about just anything well, regarding the game? Think about things like what if what if new games, new sequels added? Like, do you want more survival mechanics? Do you want more base building? You know what? More farming. Oh god, not more base building, please. Not more. Don't base don't force that on me. You can put it in the game. Do it like Fallout Four, I guess, where it's not forced. Would you Would you be surprised if there was base building in Red Dead Redemption Two? Base, yes, but not camp. I think I think making a camp makes way more sense. <laughs> okay. Well, I, like I don't want to be building like I don't like a fortress, like a fortress. Yeah, yeah that okay, doesn't make sense in, in Red Dead. Um, I think the survival aspect. I think that's something that Red Dead could pull off pretty well, but like GTA wouldn't be able to. Inter- so what what kind like what specifically like a sleep gauge i think makes a lot of sense in a game like red dead um i don't know if eating and yeah eating and drinking that, that that takes away from the game i think a little too much but sleep i think could work but is it weird to only have sleep and not have eating and drinking um i i don't know i i think it might be unless they found a way to work it in like working in a cutscene, so like then it makes sense. Yeah, like after every mission, he goes to sleep. I don't know. Oh yeah, that, I think wasn't that a thing in Red Dead One a lot? Where I feel I feel like I remember starting off in like in your safe house basically after a mission or something. Not maybe not a lot, but a few times at least. When, when you load a game, you're starting. <clears throat> oh yeah, that's what I'm thinking house. of. Yeah. yeah. So th- then they kind of they kind of take care of that. They don't really need to do a saving mechanic. No, I feel like yeah. That yeah, that just kind of puts. It's, it's so weird because I think like. A really in-depth survival system would work really well with Red Dead, even one. But, what? like, it would take away from the story. Would it work? Yeah, I was going to say, would it work well over the span of their, uh, in their entire story. story? I don't think it would. You know what's so funny, though? I bet you they have, like, these crazy mechanics that they built and just stripped out. Probably. Like, they probably have 16 different video games that they made, and they just reduced it down to one. By, yep. by saying like, all right, this doesn't add value. This isn't cohesive. That's the thing. That's that's it right there. I don't yeah. think a survival system would add value. It would just be something to worry about. Interesting. Okay. So, but it would fit the game. I think being out in, I assume the game takes place in a desert. I actually don't know. Um, in a desert. In not in a desert, <laughs> but like, yeah, like in like classic wild west. Wild west. I assume the game takes place in. Assume that. the game takes place in the wild west. Okay. Oh boy, you're writing that down. So. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the gameplay. It actually takes place seen. in Liberty City. Wow. 2000, the year 2000. Wow, he time travels, isn't that? It's a prequel and he time travels <laughs> they, they to the Laszlo future. got Laszlo on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, keep going. Don't uh, just leave I know, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, how about this? What is there anything about Red Dead Redemption that annoyed you? Where you remember like, oh, this was the worst. This is a thing that I think they they stopped doing after red the rockstar is what i'm talking about they stopped doing <coughs> excuse me after red dead 1 and gta 4 there was a lot of missions that required you to be either in a car with somebody and just talking and driving to a place which is i don't necessarily hate because i think it adds to the game by the way there's like <laughs> one mission where you're in a car <laughs> No, no, I'm not I'm talking about GTA. Oh, GTA, GTA 4. Okay. I'm not talking about Red Dead 1. Oh, all those Red Dead Redemption missions where you were in a car <laughs> on the way to a mission. Yeah, no, I'm talking about GTA 4. And then, but in Red Dead 1, there's a lot of missions where on the lead up to a mission, when, you're, when you activate it and you go to wherever you need to go, you're riding horseback with someone else and talking out loud with them. 
I don't know if I want to see that gone. Maybe just a little less of it. Like, do it in a cutscene rather than just fill in space for me to get... I don't know, though, because then it's tricky. How do you... How do you entertain the player as they get to a place? Rockstar is like the master at ambient storytelling. Because mm-hmm. um, even GTA Five had a lot of it, now that I think about it. Not maybe not nearly as much as GTA Four. But, yeah, I, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of that. In, so, in, in, you're talking about in like, Red Dead 2? Yeah, there's like no way to avoid it, though, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, so because... it, it didn't bother me. It's just something I remember distinctly. It's probably just a Rockstar thing, mm. honestly, more so than Red Dead 1. One thing that I think might make talking about this game difficult as far as like a podcast <coughs> content perspective is the progression, as you as you heard other people say, is very slow. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think about the way Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption was set up. You go to Bill Williamson's fort. I, I love this scene, by the way. Do you remember this? John Marston is like, all right, where's Bill Williamson? I he walks it. up to the big fortress, right? And there's the like big, and he's two like, people up top. Hey, Bill, come down. <laughs> It feels like I'm not that. coming down, and he just shoots him. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, I I love. Who does he get saved by? Right there, Bonnie McFarlane. That's who it is. Okay, and that's how that whole thing really so, becomes a like. Up. Well, first of all, I just love how they they have this big like cool hero of the game, and immediately he just like gets shot. Yep, like that's just that's such a rock star thing to do, and I love that storytelling. Not like not like apathy because that's not the right word, obviously. But just just the this idea that like oh no, he's not mm-hmm. this big tough guy who can solve every problem. And I think it's a great way to show that without saying it specifically. Show that John is in like a world, I guess you could say, like he doesn't belong in, or like that he maybe not belong in is the right word, but like like he's, he's not, not familiar with it. He's not familiar with how things work here and how he is seen. He doesn't have the power to just call Bill down and, all right, I'll come down. That's so interesting. So he, like, thinks he's more powerful than he is. Yeah. All because right. he's a madman or, or else he's a madman for just walking up there and being like, Bill, come down. I don't know why I have to do the accent every time I'm imitating <laughs> you need John. To. It's, it's, I feel like it just works better. I, I like that we can't – we're not even doing, like, a John Marston accent. We're not. It's so hard, I can't. Though. It's too raspy. He's like, Bill, come down. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty good. Abigail. Abigail. Jack. <laughs> Where's Uncle? <laughs> I forgot about Uncle. Did you forget about Uncle? <laughs> I forgot about Uncle completely. Oh, Uncle's great. Oh, man. He was like, he's really right up to the end with you, too. Like, he's a pretty main character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot completely about him. So, um, so yeah. Uh, my What I was trying to say, though, is like, then you're at the ranch and you're helping Bonnie around the ranch and you do that for a while and then you get a lead and then you help that crazy traveling magician not the magician but like uh oh yeah that guy i know who you're talking doctor. about the guy who's yeah the fake doctor that's a word for that a quack the quack around i've never heard you that. never heard that no never quack heard is like a term for like a guy who's has who sells vials of fake stuff of stuff yeah um i one that's one thing that red dead one i think did extremely well was um tutorials because they weren't tutorials it literally just introduced everything to the game in a very natural way oh like i'm pretty sure excuse me to introduce like i don't know if it maybe not a bounty but like i I just think i remember there was one mission where you have to kill like animals on the farm at night yeah and like it's just a good introduction to like the gunplay without having enemies yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's extremely without making it feel like super forced like this is how you shoot yeah he's just that's great and i hope i i'm sure red pay attention to that when you play because i i I haven't given any thought to the tutorialization (laughs) aspect but i'm sure red dead 2 is gonna do fantastic on that yeah that's usually rockstar is just in general 
pretty good at doing that. Okay, so we have a, an idea of sort of what you expect from Red Dead Redemption 2. I want to, I wrote up this list of questions I want to ask you and get your responses on so that after, we, after we're done, we can come back and ask you these same questions. So they're about Red Dead 2? Uh, they're about Red Dead. In general, okay. Or even bigger than that. Because, you know, I'm trying to get the ethical perspective, right? So oh, okay. The, right. I don't think you're going to have an easy time answering some of these questions. All right, cool. So, I like it. <laughs> on a scale of zero to four horse affection, how much do you agree with zero your statement? Zero to four? <laughs> Why that? Why that scale of any scale? <laughs> well, you'll see when you play Red Redemption 2. I tried to I tried to make it on theme. That's funny. So <laughs> I was like, why is that scale? Very, anyway? very minor spoiler. In Red Dead 2, um, as you ride horses longer and like develop a relationship with them you're you bond with them Mm -hmm. so you you can you have like from zero to four they did like a point system for that because red dead one had a stamina bar that just went up right yeah i think i think that was the relationship with a horse don't think of it as points though it is like like parts of a circle like it's a bar more so yeah i was gonna say you're at point two for your (laughs) for your horse but i didn't want to just anyway one to ten yeah do it do it say it again sorry (laughs) on a scale of I actually wrote love here. <laughs> zero to four horse love. How much do you agree with each statement? Zero, zero horse affection is no way. That's not true. Okay. Four horse affection is yes, completely. Two is like, well, you know. In the middle. All right. That's fair. If, you, if it's easier for you, you can think of one to five and then minus one. <laughs> is that easier? That's just it, more confusing. Uh, I'll, I'll just figure it okay, out. Okay. <laughs> ready? John Marston is a good person. Three. Hold on, you're not gonna you're not gonna think about that at all. You're just going. Well, I feel like we talked about that a lot, though. We did. So you think John Marston? The I think John Marston, cowboy murderer. Hold on, hold on. I gotta stop you here. Is a three? Hold on. Out of four, horse love. Are we talking over his entire life, or are we talking about he what he currently was known as at the end of Red Dead One? Because that does make a difference. What does that mean? What does that matter? Like, well, I think people. John can... Marston is a good person. That I... is the statement that you are judging. I think you can be redeemed and be a good person even if you've committed, you know, bad acts. I see what you're saying. So, in the history books, maybe John Marston isn't a good person, but you can say, in the end, like... He ended up being a good person. Or do being a better person. Maybe not good. I don't know if good's the right word. It's tricky. You're going you're gonna to go for a three. No. Because if you're going to talk over the entire time of his life, I can't I'm give him I'm not going to tell you how to answer it. I'm just going to tell you what it is. John Marston is a good person. Then I'm going to stick with three. All right. Three. Oh, God. I'm I'm worried, though. Three. I'm you know what? I should thing. actually... I should draw it like, like it <laughs> like is. Like the font? No. It, it's like... Yeah. Jack Marston is a good person. So the only thing... Jack Marston is John Marston's son. If yes. You haven't... And it's it's who you play as at the end of um, Red Dead 1 after John's dead. <coughs> the only thing I really remember with Jack, unfortunately... I don't remember much of him as a kid. Um, I remember more so... He's really, not very memorable. Yeah. The only thing I remember is him getting revenge for his father's death. And the question was if he's a good guy, right? Is he a good person? Good person. And I feel like getting revenge for your father's death on a terrible person is it something that hurts you as a character? It doesn't that doesn't not make you a bad person? That doesn't make you a bad person at okay. all. So I I don't have any reason to suggest that he has done anything terrible except kill one person who 
hurt someone he loved, killed someone he loved. So I'm going to give him a four because I have absolutely no reason to give him. Can I ask you to reconsider? Because (laughs) I think Jack Marston is the definition of neutral. They sort of engineered him to be this blank slate Mm -hmm. so that you can play play him in the end and not not feel connected to like goodness or badness four i'm in, in my mind a four is a perfect is like of a, a philanthropist like does volunteers at their local food bank and stuff is jack marston really like selfless is he interested in the well-being of definitely not selfless no so because he wouldn't kill somebody if he was selfless well that's not necessarily true is that true? I that's what I would assume. Someone who's a philanthropist wouldn't just murder someone because they murdered but, but someone. But what if murdering that person solved world hunger? Now we're getting deep. <laughs> <laughs> so but you you see what I'm saying. I see like, exactly what you're saying. And it's just tricky because I don't want to assume that like because he you're right, he's such a blank character. Like it's almost it's I can't give him a four. So I don't that out. But I don't want you to, to look at it as like, oh, I don't have anything to say bad about him, so I'm gonna give him the highest score. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like But I'm not gonna give him the same score as like John, because that feels wrong. I know John's done bad stuff. Okay. And I don't and if I'm gonna have to do that, then I'm gonna knock John down to a two and I guess I'll give Jack a three. So, oh, so you think Jack is a better person than John because John has done bad stuff. Yes. So, okay, no, I'll, I'll accept that. I'll okay. go back to John and I'll give him a two and I'll give Jack a three. Jack, you know, he had, he had a tough life. He His father was an outlaw and, you know, they were always in trouble and stuff like that. So you like are that. judging people in the context of their upbringings. Yes, of course. I think I think people should be. See, I don't think that that's obvious for a lot of people. Oh, okay. okay. I think some people say, I don't care who you are. You should always be selfless and be a good person and always make the right choices. That's way too ridiculous I think, I to think expect. That's BS. Yeah. Personally, but you know, some people <laughs> would judge that differently. So, Abigail and John belong together. What do you remember about their relationship? I'm trying. Yeah, I was about to say. Can I remember a single thing about their relationship? I gotta think about this one. This is really trying to remember anything. I don't remember it being. How significant was that portion of the game? There definitely was missions regarding it, but like it, the final it, missions of the game, you were on the ranch and you were living there with yeah, your family. I do remember Abigail that. And Jack, do you remember like how they acted with each other? I, I can't say I do. No, unfortunately. So just to try to spark memory a little bit, the the big thing was like... <laughs> was like John getting used to like living a normal life. I feel like that was a big portion of the of the end game of that where he was like yep, he's, he's having issues with doing a- that. Abigail wants him to be like completely cut off, put the gun away. Oh, you want, oh wow. It was that much? I don't even remember that. Okay. Uh, not necessarily. I don't, I don't... Honestly, I, I, I don't know. But... Um, I do remember like being surprised at how terse they seem they seem to be with each other. Define terse. I've never heard of it. Terse is like cold and like not really affectionate. Okay. Um, because I I remember thinking like, oh my god, like my wife and like if you think like, oh someone <coughs> someone's wife and child have been kidnapped, your default I think in our society and everything is that. You're in love with your wife and your wife loves you. Mm. And when you save her, it'll be this dramatic reunion where it's like, oh my God, my lovely. And then you connect and reunite. 
But in this game, I think you you go back to the ranch when he's like, "All right, your your wife and son are at the ranch," and like, they like hug and stuff. But, but it's not. Yeah, you're right. I remember they're still like cold to each other. Yeah, they're not some like easy like oh Gucci Gucci Goo. Like, I think that's probably why I don't remember as much because they're like uneventful to each other. Like it's not like some major <laughs> celebration. They're not dramatic. Yeah, they're not dramatic at all. It's just like you know. They're, they're, they're used to each other, so, like, it's nice to, I guess, be back with someone that you're used to. I don't know. So, you're... Okay, I like that. It's like they're an old married couple, so... And they're not that old. They're, like, in their 40s, I guess, in this game. Yeah. Um, if that... That's, Maybe, that's I don't know. I don't know how John... I don't know how old John is at all. Yeah. Um, but they're just, like, back into the swing of things, and they're not in their honeymoon phase, so it's not, like... So yeah, okay. John, Abigail and John belong together. What do you? Let me. Um. How about this? Do you believe in soulmates? Oh boy. Sure. This is. We're doing it. We're doing it, Brevin. <laughs> do I believe in soulmates? It's like I can't say no to that though. Like. You can't say no to that. I I feel like I can't because it's like. I'm gonna say yes to that. Because I can't bring myself to say no, so obviously I'm leaning more towards yes. <laughs> okay, what is a, what are soulmates? Soulmate, it's like someone that was made for you. Someone so you think that there is someone out there that's made for you? Is it just one? Person? And I don't want to say they're made by somebody. Not assuming that they're just someone that is like perfect for you. Okay, that's what we'll say. I strongly disagree with you. I think that no one is made for anyone mm-hmm. and you find someone that's compatible and you build a relationship with them because this notion <coughs> first of all people are always changing that's right? very true yeah the world is incredibly random and just circumstantial in my in my worldview so this idea that there's these two perfect matches for each other is just totally absurd and what does that even mean by the way like it is like, oh, I love pro wrestling, so my girlfriend has to love pro wrestling too, or we're not a perfect match. Like, what are you talking about? Just, I think just like hang out and have fun, and maybe you'll grow to love each other. Maybe I shouldn't say perfect. Perfect's a little too overbearing. But that is the implication of a soulmate. I yeah, think. that is. You're right. I also love. Uh, have Have you ever heard this song? <laughs> It's like an old song from the 60s or 70s. Oh, I was just listening to, the, listening to it the other day. Where it says like... Da-da-da in Tahiti. Ba-ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I forgot what it is. But it's... It, it's <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's essentially like... Like, my mom told me that there is a girl out there for me, but she <laughs> lives in Tahiti. Like, oh, that does sound familiar. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> when you, once you didn't sing the lyrics, <laughs> I understood. And it's it's a joke because it's like, oh, there's someone perfect out there for you, but they I remember there's a there's a Simpsons episode where they or I don't even know it's like a short scene that's really stuck with me. Do you know Moe the bartender? What what oh in Simpsons? I've never really watched Okay, Simpsons. there's this guy named Moe who's like this gruff curmudgeon like guy he's, mm-hmm. he sounds like this hey hey homo welcome oh that, that sounds, sounds like marge actually Did oh you? is that why that sounds like that yeah. sounds really familiar <laughs> and i don't watch the simpsons whatever i can't do a, a no. <laughs> um 
but he's he's single and he's just like not a very likable person and then there's there's this scene where like there's a woman who looks a lot like mo in like italy or something Mm -hmm. and she's she's like she hangs herself and the implication is that like this is mo's soulmate and he just didn't meet her so now they're both miserable (laughs) do you know what i'm saying i see i know i see exactly what you're saying it's so absurd to be like oh this person that grew up three streets down from me and happened to be living at the same time that i'm living and be of a similar age is my soulmate well, see, the thing is, it's one of those things where it's hard to prove and hard to disprove. It's like, there's no, there's no, there's no proof on any of this. Like, How many people die alone, Previn? They didn't have a soulmate. They never met them. <laughs> so they, that's like the Mo thing. Like, they yeah. had a soulmate that just died in a car accident, so pff, too bad. But that's what I mean. It's like... And then there's this idea that, like, let's say you marry your soulmate, mm-hmm. and then your, your soulmate dies prematurely... That's it for you. You're not going to try to find love elsewhere. But then people, the uh, I this now the more I said that I believe in soulmates, less I agree with myself because the way what you're saying <laughs> to just be makes fair, more I'm sense. like piling on you right now. Like there is an I don't know. No, but like I'm hold on. Say what you said again, so I can the last thing give, about yeah, the, how if you have a soulmate and they die, yeah, you shouldn't try to. Someone who on. believes in soulmates very very hard would say that they weren't your soulmate. <laughs> Because they died. So they couldn't have been. <laughs> like, it's one of those things where you could just say that. Oh, and not... So they weren't your soulmate because they died? Yeah. So what is... What's your definition of soulmate? Then? That's what I mean. I don't know. I, <laughs> the I th- more I talk I about it, the, the more argument, I don't know. I think the argument that you're trying to say is, you are a soulmate with person Y. Person Y dies, and then you find person Z, and you marry them. That is an argument for why... Person Y wasn't really a soulmate. Person Z was, and mm-hmm. their death is what brought you to them because blah blah. That's blah. Like, yeah. That's I'm making that argument to just give you a differing point. Okay, differing view. So not it, necessarily because I agree with it. It's like in hindsight. Like, yeah. All right. So so <laughs> we could talk about this like all day. I know we could. So you believe in soulmates, though? You believe in soulmates? I don't want to say hundred <sighs> percent. It's so tricky because I, I can't give like a, a yes, I believe in soulmates and a no, I don't believe in soulmates. Okay. So what do you think though? Well, like what's your pers- perspective on love and finding a partner? I think life? that I'm going to leave, leave, I'll keep it simple. When you find the right person, you know, you found them. When you found the right person, you know, you found them. Yes. <laughs> but there is a right person. There's only one. I think when you found a right person, Mm. you know you found them. Because, like, there's seven freaking billion people on this planet. You mean to tell me that I can't be happily married with more than one person? Oh, no, that's definitely... See? See? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see exactly what you're saying. Of course you can. Yeah. And maybe, like, one more thing annoys you about person y versus x but that doesn't make it doesn't mean that you that you should like like let's say you you have a 15 year (laughs) relationship with person x and then you find person y who's marginally better for (laughs) you sounds so weird (laughs) no but really no i see you're gonna abandon person x and just be like sorry but this is my soulmate like that's garbage i hate that yeah you're right but back to the question at hand abigail and john belong together we have like Seven I know. I was gonna say, Jesus, this question's gonna take forever. <laughs> um, 
two. Neutral. Okay, I'm not even going to question you on that because we got to keep going. <laughs> Laws should never be broken. Man, that's a tough question. <laughs> uh, I can't. <laughs> I love no, laws should never I, be I broken. Was, when I was writing these, I was like, I can't wait to put Frevin on the spot. Laws should. I don't know if you've noticed, but I haven't had to answer anything. I know you haven't. <laughs> you haven't. Um, one. I think there are many cases. Well, like, okay, so laws are created by people, and laws can be incredibly unfair. So like let's let's think about the laws in North Korea. Those are meant to be broken. They need to be broken because they're awful probably. No, I love that. I'm very <clears throat> on your side. I was afraid you were going to fall into the trap and be like, "Well, laws are good." So No. Laws laws are defined by whoever's defining them and they're yeah, either good yeah. or bad. Stick it to the man, <laughs> Yeah. No, um, I'm I'm on you there. Like What would you give it? Would you give it a zero or would you? I would, I would give it a zero because the, the statement is laws should never be broken. Then yeah, I guess. Can I switch mine to zero? You're right. If I say never. Yeah, okay. I will. I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Because I don't want to be like, oh yeah, no, there's some cases where law. Well, there are some cases. No, maybe. I don't know. Like if I'm trying to think about the United States, are there laws that should never be broken? In the, Well, there are obviously, but are there laws that like, yeah, that's a stupid law that it's but I'm not talking about laws from like the 1800s where it's like you can't eat a snow cone on like Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> like those silly laws. But that's another, That's just proving the point further that there are stupid laws out there. So let's say there's a law that you disagree with, but you live in a society that you believe. Oh, wait, I can't. No, I already. Yeah, give it a zero. I've broken the law before, so. Don't say that on a podcast, bro. What? Everyone pirates music and stuff like that. Uh-oh. Before Spotify came out, come you on. You also might not pirate music. Say that. I also might not pirate music. See? There we go. Now we're covered. <laughs> I might speed. You know? Maybe I'm, I do. Exactly. Maybe I, maybe I go beyond the But there's a reason to speed sometimes. Speed limits are set arbitrarily and are dumb. But maybe I don't speed also. Maybe I don't. Maybe, maybe. I'm really good and I never speed. But think about it this way. There's reasons to speed. There's reasons to do things that are against the law. Why? When is that true? When when is it reasonable to speed? Yeah. In an emergency... Well, cops do it all the time anyway. They have lights. Technically, they are breaking the law. <laughs> they got lights. They got they lights. speed. <laughs> These cops. Well, cop... Like, that's a terrible example. But, like, let's, br- let's bring up a point in, that, like... In the event of an emergency... Yeah, if your wife's having a baby and you need to get her to the hospital, I think that's a reasonable reason to speed. Aren't you further endangering your wife and unborn child? Okay, hold on. I'm not talking drive 100 miles per hour with the speed limit. I'm saying drive... <laughs> if if the speed limit is 65, you're okay driving 75 in the fast lane. But that's just, that's just increasing the chance that you die should you come into an accident. <laughs> There's no way you think that. I'm just joking. I know. Um, but there's reasons for laws to be broken, so I can't... I have to give it. So you you would judge it on like a per case basis. Definitely, yes. Yeah, I and that's true. I do think that like certain judges and stuff, if they see like they'll let they'll let people off because they'll say like, oh, you had this legitimate reason to believe that your life was in danger, so that's why you were speeding or mm-hmm. whatever. Okay, loyalty above all else. Loyal. It, hold on. Say the question again. Loyalty above all else. So that means that because you are loyal to someone, that you would do what they want no matter what it was. That's how I take that. Or, no matter no matter how or much act in 
in their favor. I think. You would add, yeah, you would do, just do whatever they want, even if you disagreed with it, and it was an awful thing. That's how I take. That's that. a bit of a negative spin on it, I think, because you could also say like, <clears throat> like you can you can disobey someone's commands, but still be loyal to them by acting in such a way that benefits them. Maybe I'm thinking. Do you in know like, what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I'm thinking in like almost like mil- like a military where like if Let, you're loyal yeah. to your commander you're going to do whatever he says if you, especially if you're saying loyalty above all else yeah. if he tells you to murder a town of villagers you're going to do it because you're loyal to him but if you go and do that and you realize that it's first of all you shouldn't okay that's a bad example but let's say let's say your commander tells you to assassinate someone okay that's yeah that's and a better example you go and you're about to do it and then you learn that this is a ploy to get your commander um, arrested for war crimes because they're going to pin this on him or wh- mm-hmm. whatever it is. By disobeying his order, then you're saying, no, wait, I shouldn't do this because it's actually not in his best interest, even though he disagrees. That is super... Like, how did you come up with... Did you come up with that on the spot? <laughs> Just now? That this, is... Yeah. This, yeah. Yeah. That's impressive. That's like a very morally... Like, I don't even know what I would do in that situation. So... Because I'm thinking about, like... What so would happen? Okay, that, yeah. Like, you can, you can disagree. You can get into a fight then with that person, but knowing that you were being loyal to them by acting in their best interest, even if they disagree. That's like, that's like raising a child and being like, like, like you're, you can be loyal to your kid, but not let them eat candy bars all day because that's what they want to do. Because you know, if they eat candy bars all day, they'll be sick. Yeah, you're right. And fat also. Hmm. <laughs> It's like it's a it's a question on like what is loyalty almost too. I think a lot yeah. of that. Um loyalty above all else. I'm I'm leaning much more towards disagreeing with that so, than anything else. I like I I never even thought about agreeing with it. It's just always it's been constantly. So and, and you're you're saying that because you're not a loyal person. No, that's <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not why. I'm just I'm thinking that there are many situations where just because you are loyal to someone doesn't mean that I think I have a bad like a bad um just to give you some context of why I'm asking this mm-hmm. you're you're working in a gang in this game so gangs obviously are very much about loyalty yes. and sta- like think of like a mobster movie like, yeah yeah like you you take care of the family first and then you live your own life you yes know? um <laughs> So in that case, uh, mobsters would say loyalty comes first. Loyalty yes. to the family, loyalty to the mob. And then if you want to, you know, do blow all day, sure. But make sure that your family's taken care of. Yeah. So you can also translate that into real life and say, like, lo- to be a good person, you can be loyal to the people that you love. And in doing that, you will become a good person. Like what is what is being loyal to your girlfriend? I think it's well, obviously not cheating on them, mm-hmm. but also you know being self sufficient and carrying your side of the relationship. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what's being loyal to your family, like your parents and everything? It's it's being there to help them out and helping them. So I don't think I think you're looking at it in a very negative sense. I think above all else. Obviously, I'm trying to go to the extreme end of the spectrum here mm-hmm. by by setting it up that way. But the the essence of the question is like, how much do you value loyalty in comparison to other values? Well, when you say it like that, I feel like loyalty is a very important thing. When you spin it with like 
I probably wasn't comparing it enough to everything else, every other value when I first thought of it. Because that makes me lean much more towards positive. Just give me your gut reaction. After you said that, three. Three. I can't give it a four. Yeah. I think three. Three. <clears throat> this is one. This one's a doozy. <coughs> All right, oh boy. I like country music. Not me. Not, I'm, I'm reading the question. Does Tyler like <laughs> country music? Um. One. One. You're a one on country music. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of country music. Can I ask why? I I think it was something I didn't grow up with much. Um, it's weird when it comes to my. How my family, I think, shaped how I listen to music. Um, my mom listened to a lot of pop, and she put that on in the car. And a lot of, like, music that would be... I don't want to... People would call it girly music, I guess. Okay. That's not how I think of it, of course. <clears throat> but it gave me an appreciation for, like, you know, top 40 top type of stuff. Things like that. Very basic type of music. I do like that type of music. My dad, you know, he showed me a lot of, like, rock and metal and that type of music. And then <coughs> my brother, he showed me a lot of rap and more like screamo type stuff. Interesting. So they kind of, you know, shaped me into liking everything except country. But you don't have country. So but I have You actually have hip hop, right? Like you have that covered. You like rap music? Oh, I love rap music. Yeah. So that's interesting because I think someone on, on a podcast I was listening to mentioned that 10 years ago, like kids in high school would be like, oh, I like everything except for rap and country music. Like it's like a bad word to yeah, say yeah. rap or country. And now everyone likes rap and country music because that's like what pop music is now. You really think pop music's country? I feel like you don't listen popular to popular music. It's very popular now. Is it really? I, I had no idea. Like I literally do not know anything. You don't about. know. You, no, country is huge right now. Everyone loves Dolly Parton. She's like super in. Wow. See, this is all new. I don't. Li- I don't look at anything that has to do with country music at all. Or uh, the only time I listen to it is like if I'm in an area that has country music on. I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, country music is on. But I'll never <laughs> listen to it. So you're not. You're not one of those people who's like, oh, I hate country music. Yeah, that's why I can't give it a okay. zero. But I'm never gonna listen to country music on my own. Okay. By my own accord. But that doesn't. I feel like. Because I know we're talking about Red Dead. So country music's probably going to play a part in it or some type of music that represents country music. In the right context, I think it, it works extremely well and like would be very enjoyable to listen to. Okay, so at least you're not like close-minded about it. Oh, no, no. See, no. I grew up and like my, my dad liked rock and roll like 94HJY and my, mm-hmm. my brother liked rock too. And I thought that like I legitimately like believed with great conviction that that was the only cool quote-unquote music that you could listen to okay like if you listen to anything else that was uncool Mm -hmm. and i wasn't allowed essentially to like anything except for that and i'm still dealing with that today like i have a hard time letting myself listen to something that i mean not so much with focus on rap but i i I get insecure about like listen like listening to like i wouldn't be like like just organically listening to music and listen to like Tupac or something because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not the kind of person who's allowed to listen to that. That's so interesting. You know I mean? Yeah, no, I like see I exactly get in my what you're own saying. head about. I think that's also why I'm really critical of pop music and like Taylor Swift because it's like this hipster side of me that, like, I don't. I'm like, oh, that's like too basic, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm getting better. Like I, uh, like a, Mar- a Maroon Five song was playing. And I said, I said to my girlfriend, fiance, actually, mm. I said, that's a development that we haven't yeah, talked about. We haven't talked about that. Um, 
I was like, this is a really good song. Like, why don't we have pop music like that anymore? Isn't that weird? How do you know what song it was? I'm familiar with Maroon Five. That's why. Do you remember how it went? I'm just curious. If you don't, it might have been like this. Love has. Oh yeah, that it might have been that song. That literally is the song. Is that the song? That is like the song. But like that song is so good, and we don't have. They don't play music like that on the radio anymore, right? Well, there's a thing. We're talking. We're so off topic now because I know I know a bit about Maroon 5's like discography. Um, is that how you say that word? Did I said that. Yeah. Okay. Just make it sure. Discography. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said it really out loud before. Um, that that's from their first album, which was made in 2001. That's how old that group is. Yeah. Um, and it's regarded as an extremely good album, and a lot of their later albums are not regarded as extremely good, as very like playing to what is popular. Interesting, because they set <clears throat> they set that bar. I yeah, guess. they set like, the bar extremely pop high. Pop music was striving for that for a long time. Mm-hmm. And now it's a lot of like Billie Eilish and like rapping is on the radio. Like Yeah, well like yeah, um oh my god, what is it called? What's that oh, uh, music called? I don't know what Why? I I would any other time if we weren't recording, I would the remember. The guy the with word. the tattoos that, Yeah, the yeah, what's just his name. Though the white guy with the Oh, Post Malone. Post Malone, yeah. Like yeah. that that is pop popular music now no that really is pop music now that is pop music now you're gonna say he makes very similar things like they take a lot of inspiration on pop it's not pure pop it's not carly Rae jepsen that's pure pop yeah but isn't it funny how i feel like we've sort of lost that like cliche mom jamming out in the car pop music that's like um when i think of like very cliche pop music it's like Katy perry um like 2010 Katy perry yeah like our is society like done with that like it's too clean for us it's just i think well yeah i think i think right now we still have bruno mars <laughs> like uptown funk that's like a that's like a but on, it's on the same level as maroon five i think the, the, yeah no the uptown funk's i think just i think in general bruno mars is a really good artist um one of the best artists when it comes to like popular music right now but he takes a lot of inspiration from th- 80s themes and like playing with 80s sounds and stuff like that and i think right now that's a popular thing to do is play to make music that sounds like old music basically i think that's always and forever will be a popular thing to do well it's not popular to do if you're trying to make music that sounds like it's from 2005 it like is it like we hit a certain point where it becomes not far enough in the future yet you're saying yeah like to make music that sounds like it's from 2005 because if you take a pop song, <coughs> a popular pop song from 2005 and compare it to a popular pop song in 2019, they sound completely different. So, like, right now, if, if I made an album that was inspired by, like, The Killers, right? Mm-hmm. They would say, oh, I mean, that's just, like, old old hat, you know? Well, that's out of you're, counting, you're counting The Killers as pop, which I don't think they are pop. <sighs> but, okay. I'm trying to think of, like, Br- okay, let's... Somebody told me let's, that you had a girlfriend. That's a pop song, isn't it? It's, it's, I don't know. It's more alternative, in my opinion, which alternative is the dumbest genre <laughs> definite. It's, anyway, hold on. Let me, let me, let me shape you what I'm trying to say. Think of Britney Spears, like, early 2000s Britney Spears. That music does not work on the radio anymore. Like, no one's making music that, that sounds... Like, like the song Toxic? Which is, that a, in my opinion... so weird. It's a fantastic song, in my opinion. No, everyone loves that yeah. song, but it's so weird, and I can't even imagine it being on the radio. You know what I'm saying? I think nowadays that is surprisingly one song that would work on the radio. Because <laughs> okay, of course. <laughs> if, but like that's because I think it's her best song. Um, but like something like "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time" would not work right now. Too chintzy. Too. It's too basic and like very like kind of reminds me of like something like Backstreet Boys would make. Yeah, it's almost like childish. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Um, 
but there were adults listening to were there were there adults yeah that was extremely yeah that was popular when it when it came out it is sort of like ludicrous to think about how extreme that song (coughs) in particular is Anyway, all right, let's let's get back yeah, to it. Yeah, I was gonna say we could talk about that forever. This isn't what. Yeah, all right. <clears throat> now, that we, now that you've had an easy one, ready, Brevin? Oh boy! It is easy to do the right thing. All right. To start off, I'm leaning much more towards the zero one range instantly. Okay. I don't. I don't think it's okay. The zero two range. <laughs> Not gonna increase it more than that. I think. I love, that how, is, I love how you have so quickly grasped and attached yourself to this absurd ranking system, by the way. You're like, okay, it's a, it's a zero to two horse affection. Like, I'm like, I sort of like my horse, but we're not, you know, I haven't made it to third base yet. Yeah. Man, that's a tough question. Say it one more time. It is easy to do the right thing. I like to think of myself as a nice person. And I feel like I don't have issues doing the right thing. But I feel like I don't know if that's how everyone is. It's hard to imagine that in like a general population. Like would would other people have issues doing the right thing? <laughs> Something that I think about a lot is how we live in this you you and I specifically live in this world, not the world, but the like the first world America mm-hmm. where each person produces hundreds of pounds of waste a year. We live for ourselves and obsess about ourselves and we don't really think about, we don't think on a scale of community. We think on a scale of individuals and maybe families, but barely even that. And we grow up and accept these institutions for what they are, even though at their core, they're not necessarily good institutions Mm -hmm. at all. So just the idea that I enjoy a Nike sneaker that's been built in a sweatshop in China. Or maybe maybe I eat a banana that someone was paid seven cents an hour to to get. Mm-hmm. Like, is that doing the right thing? I was thing? about to say, it's it's you gotta come up with a definition of what it means to do the right thing. Cause you could you could go that beyond of like you know, you go that far out. I'm doing all these hand motions and no one can see it. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it makes me think, yes, it is very hard. Cause when you brought up the waste thing, especially like, I know I could be a less wasteful person. I know that for sure. There's, there's a lot of things that I could do to better the world that I choose not to because they can be extremely, um, well, not, why am I thinking of complicated not extremely either. That's a little too much. But In, like inconvenience. Inconvenience. That's exactly what it, yeah. what I'm trying to think of. There's a lot of things I could dr- I could bike to work every day if I wanted to, to to, to save the environment. But but that's that that's seems absurd. impractical to us. Even though I mean, you don't live. That's not that long of a bike ride. No, it, I could do it. What is it like three and a half miles? Oh no, it's more than that. <laughs> it's more than that. Yeah, it's much more than that. Oh, wow. So maybe that's a long bike ride. That would be a long bike ride. But I could do it, though. You could do it. I, it would be possible to do, and it would make me... But no one a, else does it either, you know? That's the other thing. It's like <laughs> there's so many things that we do in society that if we all stopped doing it, we would all be better people. But it's hard to be... But it's it's hard to, yeah. to not adhere to these things. Like, even, But I'm even thinking even deeper, like... <coughs> 
does it make me a bad person because I see something on social media and I think that person's dumb because of what they said? <laughs> like, does that make me a bad uh, person? No. What do you mean? Like, just to think that someone is dumb? But, like, how can thinking that someone is dumb make you a bad person? Because I'm trying to think. Like, you could look at that as a way, like, oh, you know. Oh, because you're being judgmental, you're saying? Yeah, I'm being oh. negatively judgmental to something. <laughs> like, pessimistic, cynical? Yeah, cynical. Um, of something, and they're just, they're stating what they think, and, like, maybe it's a good thing that they're stating what they think, but then you can make the argument that they're spreading stupid knowledge. But, like, what is the right thing in that situation? To think? So I think we, obviously it's very easy to get lost in this question by trying to construct our own system of ethics, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but assuming, let's say, let's pretend like we're in a world where you have a, a clear system of ethics, I don't think that exists personally. I no, think it doesn't. That it's at all. ever evolving, and that we need, we are figuring it out, and that nothing <laughs> is static. But let's say you have four rules in life that you have to follow. Is it easy to follow those rules and do the right thing, or is doing the right thing exceptional? I want to say two. <laughs> okay. Two on that. <laughs> that feels like a cop out after all that we just went through, but I'll take Well, that. I was it was between a one and a two. I was very I don't want to say zero. Um The more I think about it though, it's like I, I it's like can I do a one and a half? <laughs> <laughs> two, well let's, let's do two. That's we'll do fine. two. Um we'll move on to because we could talk about that for so long too. Yeah. Here's a doozy. How many more we got? Seven. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> what the <laughs> I thought we were gonna have like three more. Well, hold on. We are okay. We we we. Are no, I'm just I'm just surprised hour, but... that you wrote this many questions. No, I was having fun with this. <laughs> oh, I, um... I believe it. <laughs> All right, let's keep it going. We control our own destinies. That's a four. Instantly, I think that I am a hundred percent belief that you have complete control. Over everything that you... Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm looking I was at you with the biggest eyes hold right on, now, like, oh, hold shit, on. are you for real? No, 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 hold you, on. Okay. Because I was... I'm going to I'm gonna explain why that instantly <laughs> thought of it and why, why that came to my mind. I was thinking in a very religious way of, like, that whoever's up there is, like, has created this predestined thing that you have to go through. So you don't you don't believe in a plan that you are living through. Yes, you, I don't believe you in that. You believe in agency. Sure. Agency is being able to make your own choices. Yes, I believe in being able to make your own choices and that you make all your own choices, but you don't make the choice of where you were born. That's why insulin That's was... why I'm thinking like, yeah, <laughs> that that eight-year-old that died of starvation in in some I, he I don't, could I don't control, even want to say Africa. He could control like his some, destiny. Yeah. He couldn't. That's instantly what. That's why I was like, "Hold on." the The issue with that is it it by saying like, "Oh, everyone," that I think that's such a privileged stance to take to say, "Oh, everyone just decide like you you could do whatever you want to do and nothing is holding you down." Like like the canned motivational speaker stuff. Like you don't know what people are going through, mm -hmm. and what that does by believing that everyone has control over their the entirety of their lives. It places the responsibility on the individual for the problems that they're dealing with. So it's sort of like is saying like, oh, racism isn't a problem. If I was insert race that's marginalized here, 
I could I could do whatever I wanted and I'd have no problem. All that's all that's saying is like I'm not going to deal with racism. Yeah, because yeah. I don't believe that that is an issue. But really, it is. Let me explain why I instantly went to four. Another reason why I took I think I looked at destiny more as like free choice. Like I th- I do believe everyone has they can make their own choices. So you don't do you believe in like a destiny? Like oh, I have fulfilled my destiny. No. Okay. So I still have to give you a number because I don't want to give you a four on that whatsoever. Man, it's like an, I don't want to be all neutral. This is a weird – I am reading the statement and it's it's weird because I'm saying we control our own destinies. But a destiny <laughs> is inherently something that you don't control. So yes. I, I guess what I'm saying is how much do you agree in having control over your life versus having life happen to you? I really hate to give a neutral – stance on it but i'm leaning more towards neutral i can't give it a one and i definitely can't give it a three no i mean that's that is a respect don't don't get meta and be like well i gave the last one a two so i don't want to give this one a two. <laughs> it must like, be wrong if i'm doing all the same things in a row <laughs> yeah like when you're doing the scantron and it's <laughs> yep. like a a a a a it's like oh god this is not right. i'm gonna give it a two 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 is fair i thought four was like super extreme i was like whoa brevin yeah, now when you when you bring up all the stuff you can't control, because there's there's a lot of stuff in life you can't control. Speaking of um, stuff you can control, I don't, th- th- this is a, this segue doesn't make any sense. I'm just gonna <laughs> say the next one. <clears throat> I am a good person. Oh God, dude! <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking when you wrote that question? Well, I'm thinking. We're we're judging John Marston and saying like, well, I don't know if that blah blah blah. What are you? Are you a good person, Brevin? Sitting here in this nice room recording a freaking podcast with your spare time. Like, isn't there something better you could be doing? Of course. That's why I'm leaning instantly towards three. Because I think I think that I, I I even said it earlier. I do look at myself as a good person, someone who's kind, and I try to do the right thing. But I'm not perfect. Because I don't really think anyone's perfect. Everyone has <coughs> flaws of some sort. I respect that. Because I think if you if you say four to this... You are... What's the word I'm trying to think of? There's like a word specifically to like... A hypocrite? Not really, but that, that works. Like a self-defeating prophecy? Kind That's of, what I I'm guess. what I'm going for. Where like if you say, oh, I'm a good person, then all of a sudden you're... You're allowing yourself to do bad things without thinking about it because mm. you've already identified as a good person. Yeah, actually, that's that's a um, that's a psychological. There, there's a there's like a phenomenon or like a word for that. I, I remember. And it's not self fulfilling prophecy. No, no, it's it's like um, something like moral affirmation or something like that. Where that sounds familiar. Where if <laughs> if I vote for Obama in two thousand eight. And I'm like someone. And let's say I don't. I don't want to be too like mean or. I was surprised you went to a political thing instantly. <laughs> no, but this is actually an example that they gave. Oh, like, okay, okay. Like maybe I maybe I get uncomfortable when I see when I see black people around me at the grocery store. Okay, just to give you an example. Mm. But I voted for Obama in 2008. Now by doing that one token thing, I say I'm not a racist. I I want a black man as president. And now you're not even you're not even thinking about whether or not you're a racist, so you're giving into racist behaviors more often. Like you're that you're, makes sense. You're it's it's like it's actually a lot like um ah oh, what the heck was that? 
like it, it I, I some branch of Christianity where you could pay money to the church to excuse sins. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, that, I've heard I, of learned that. Learned about that in history class, but it's like it's like you're you're saying like oh. I, I'm planning on like going to a strip club this weekend. I know that's really Im- immoral, but just take a thousand dollars and that will clear me of that. Yeah, it's the same idea. Like, except it's it's even more sinister than that because you can you can pay a thousand dollars each week to your church and be like, oh, I'm a really good person. I'm I'm paying and I'm donating and everything. Meanwhile, you're like abusing your children and cheating on your wife, but you're not even thinking about the morality of that because mm-hmm. you've already designated yourself as a good person because you did the the good action quote unquote yeah exactly the more i think about it the more i want to lower my score almost really yeah i want to like go again on a two because like you have to think about what the definition of good is to everyone there's there's no set definition of do you have to i don't but i am for the sake i guess (laughs) of making it more complicated like there are people who would you like you said you brought up the thing about you know we live in america a very privileged country um i think a lot of people in like a less like a third world country who are dealing with a lot of issues would not look at us as good people because how can you sit here while the earth is dying yeah exactly and do nothing and, and do nothing about a podcast it. about video games yeah yeah i mean i think about that all the time i'm like hey i'm, I'm doing well for myself i have a job i'm contributing to society I, i'm in a steady relationship but also i'm not helping out with all of these disasters I'm, I'm i'm not saving people's lives i'm not saving people's lives i'm not i'm not fighting inst- i'm not actively fighting institutional racism mm-hmm. or sexism or anything you know there's a lot more i could be doing that would be good yeah but i also think that we can't necessarily always be thinking in those terms because <clears throat> there'd be no end to it you know no there would literally everyone would be like and and it- how productive is that like <laughs> I, I respect activists and everything, but I don't, I don't know. It's tricky. It's tricky. It's really, it's extremely tricky. What am I going to give you for a final answer on that one? <laughs> Jesus. I'll put you down for a two. Yeah, throw me that? on a two. I'll put you down for a two. I think three's still going too much. I think I might give myself a two. I think that's a respectable, that's a respectable answer given that we don't really know what good people are and we're always growing and changing. Mm-hmm. Killing is never moral. <laughs> Come on. What the hell? Does hell count as a bad word? No. Okay, good. Because I'm going to say it all the time. <laughs> say it again. <clears throat> Killing is never moral. Killing is never moral. Man. It's because it, I'm thinking of... A, there's a few things that pop to my head immediately before I say my, my point. You got Your mind has to go to Nazis, right? Yeah, that's what I, it's stuff like that, and it's, like, executions based on, like, crime and stuff, too. Like, the, there's a lot of people who would argue that, you know, that we shouldn't do that, and there's people who would. Mm-hmm. Hold on, say the, it, I just want to make sure, it is never moral. Yeah. Okay. Killing is never moral. Killing is never right. Okay, that's, I think that makes me understand a little bit. I don't <laughs> know why I was having issues at first thinking of what that meant. I, I feel like I can't give that, I can't give that a four. But I'm trying to think, really, there are people who, in my opinion, I'll state this on on a podcast, there are people out there who deserve to die. That they have done horribly awful things. That's interesting. Like, someone like Hitler is someone I believe who deserved to die. See, but then you could also say, like, shouldn't 
shouldn't someone live to atone for their crimes? Shouldn't they redeem themselves? Is Hitler going to redeem himself? No, Hitler's not going to redeem himself. Yeah, so he deserves to die. They could be punished in life. I, I actually view in my... Did you know that like something like four out of ten young Americans consider themselves irreligious? No, I didn't know that. That's much higher than I expected, actually. Is that higher? I thought that was pretty... I'm like, as a young person, I'm not very surprised by that. Well, hold on. I'm trying to think. I, I don't talk about religion with many people. So maybe that's why I figured it would be higher because maybe everyone else is religious. I'm not religious, and I'll say that, and I have no issue with saying that. Doesn't mean I'm an atheist, but yeah, yeah, no, and we don't. Even, I don't want to get into <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. But uh, my my point is that I don't think that anything happens after you die. I don't think that there's anyone else who will judge us for our actions and punish us. I don't think there's a hell. You know, so in killing someone, you're not who's evil you're not punishing them or bad. Like, is that really the best solution? I mean, I mean, people would. Uh, this is just a different point. I don't necessarily agree with it. People would argue that getting them off the planet prevents them from doing any more harm. Sure. Maybe somehow Hitler's gonna escape jail and go go <laughs> kill more people. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. I feel like this one I have so much silence on because it's like No, it's a it's a thinker. It's a it's thinker. It's definitely a thinker. Killing is never moral. And I'm still leaning more towards a three on it than anything else. I don't even think neutral. I can't think of many reasons of why someone deserves to die though. There's only a few very specific things. And it's like very awful genocidal like type things. Do you believe in capital punishment? Do you know what I mean by yeah, that? Yeah, can you define it? Like it's what you like, mean by um, I know what it is. I've heard of it. But saying that someone has to pay for their crimes, executing uh, convicts. Well, man, that's that's not an easy question. You're still tossing a hard <laughs> one at me. I don't believe in capital punishment. I'm leaning more towards no, also because I don't have faith in our the, criminal justice yeah, exactly. system enough to to be sure that they're getting the right person. However, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that if someone is so heinous, like a Marilyn Manson figure, should we waste our resources as a society to keep them alive just so that they can... I'm, I'm directly contradicting what I was just saying, by the way, about how death is, like, easy for them. I honestly think that, like, it to a certain point, like, why should we even care about whether or not they get, quote-unquote, justice? Like... We should care that someone is rem- is removed and no longer harming people. Mm-hmm. But are these terrible people and miscreants even worth the thought about, oh, well, I want them to feel pain, you know? Like, who cares? What does it matter? They're done. They're outcast from society. They're removed. I was going to say, I, I think, in my opinion, I wouldn't care if they felt pain, like... I don't know. But some people but would then, say, of course they should feel pain. Yeah, I was going to say, they... imagine if I was the father of some daughter who got murdered by some guy. Of course, I want the guy to feel pain. It's it's different when you've been affected by yeah, it personally. Yeah, that's true. It's very easy for us to sit here far removed from that and yeah. say, yeah. 
Uh, let's 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 do this. What is it? Killing is three. 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 Okay. Three. Three. I still feel satisfied with that answer. I think I would do <clears throat> two. I would do even less than that because it's, it's you do a one is never moral. Yeah, yeah, I would do a one. I think. Wow, that's. I I I believe in assisted suicide and things like that. Well, that's interesting too. I also believe in assisted suicide. Yeah. That's, but that's tricky though because you never know like how... if are they in the right mindset yeah. to be making that decision. <laughs> we are go- we are so freaking far from our podcast. I know theme. we have just turned. <laughs> I love it. I mean, this. I'm sorry, listeners. I can't wait to come around. back to these. Though. No, I know, I know. I want to see. That's what I'm interested in. Is like, how does your experience with Red Dead Redemption Two? It's all the same. <laughs> color. Yeah. Well, I hope not. We'll see. No, I'm sure it won't be. Oh, I have, I have a short answer. Wow. What makes a good person? Oh, God. That's not short. What's my limit? A long answer. I don't know. Give me like a couple sentences. What makes a good person? Or maybe like a bulleted list. That's easier. What makes a good person? Someone someone who tries their best to be kind to people. Well, is, you know, not tries their best because I feel like that's that's not enough. Someone who is kind to people because I think everyone's capable of being kind to people unless... There's something, I guess, that maybe unless you're not unless you have something in your mind that's preventing like you to have normal social like to understand normal social cues. That's like the I think only if thing you I say tries their best to be kind to people. It's that, a little bit better. That covers that, both people those people with issues yeah. and people who can be kind to people. <laughs> so yeah, tries their best to be kind to people. I think that's that is not <laughs> He said short answer. I, I really was looking forward to something simple. I don't know why. <laughs> I was thinking like yes or no. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? <laughs> um, tries their best to be good to people. Kind or good? Kind, sorry. Kind. Good, I think, is too broad. Um, say the question one more time. What makes a good person? God, it's <laughs> not a hard. I mean, it's, it, it is. is that's an extremely question. hard question. It's not a complicated opinion. question. It's not complicated. Um, oh, man. I think letting people, man, no, because the, the, I'm doing like very general statements, and I know you could you could look at that and instantly say, no, there's awful reasons why you shouldn't do that. But I, what I was going to say, I'll say it: letting people do what they like, and not. Letting people do what they like. So, like, if you're... That's the basis of um, libertarianism. (laughs) Like, I think that just because someone likes to do something that I think is really stupid, like, I'm not gonna... To to comment on their hobby or whatever it is that they like and be like, that's a really dumb thing you do. I'm just going to be like, but okay. But what if, what if in doing that thing, they are... They're harming people. So, so not just that, but they're not doing enough to help so this is a lot of about like communism versus socialism versus capitalism right Mm -hmm. in capitalism the idea is that people as an individual will act as individuals will act selfishly in a system that allows them to do that while also benefiting society do you understand yeah yeah i know yeah Whereas socialism, like, you're supposed to be thinking on the level of society and contributing and caring more about universal health care and things like that. So to a socialist, they actually – they might say you want to just, like, sit 
around and play video games all day, like you're not a good person mm-hmm. because you're not contributing to society or yes. helping people. Whereas a capitalist would say, like, do you have the resources to do that? Yeah. And if you do, then you're not, go for are it. You, are you limiting other people's liberties? No. You're not. No. That's why. That's why people libertarians will say like drug use is fine because you're only damaging yourself in theory um a lot of i don't know about a lot of people but many people think that using drugs should be legalized because it's inherently not a it's not it's not limiting other people's rights that's a very i also have opinions on that whole drug (laughs) thing too but that wouldn't be so long all right so takes yeah, what try, I, what tries say? their best to be kind to people, and lets people do what they like. Is that it, though? No, there's so much to it, and it's like it, it's not it's not an easy question because there's no, like so not. much that makes someone a good person. Yeah, yeah. Keep thinking kind for some reason. I think just you know I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it a very blanket statement. Let's like one it. thing, trying your best to not negatively influence people. Maybe have a positive impact. Po- trying your best to have a positive impact on people. That's That seems... Dumb. I just removed, removed your double negative. What did I say? You said not have a negative impact on people. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> trying I don't your know. best this to have a positive I'm not impact on people. I think... Can I, can I suggest you say not people, but the world? The world, yeah. That's better. Because I didn't want to say society. It just should be the world. Trying your best. But, I mean, that's... Because, like, what... You, you, and then you have to think about what does that mean, trying your best? <laughs> Obviously, my tr- <laughs> all of humanity has strived to create systems of ethics and philosophies. Someone that I like is Kant. His um, fundamental rule... There's, like, a term for it or whatever. But it's... If you take an individual action, right, and you extrapolate that on the scale of society and say, if everyone did this, would society continue to exist? So the classic example is lying, right? If I lie, is it is it a good thing? Well, let's think about it. If everybody lies, no one knows whether or not anyone's telling the truth. So it's bad. Therefore, society collapses. Yeah. Therefore, lying is bad. Yes. Um, I actually got into an argument with my professor in ethics could you could you believe that brevin i know yeah i was gonna say i am very surprised by that (laughs) no it was because i i was talking about prostitution and i was saying based on what this guy's saying prostitution is moral because you know i'm selling my body for money right if everyone in society sells their body for money does society collapse no no (laughs) that's fine that's so interesting so like every and i i i honestly believe everybody has a price it might not be monetary, but like, you know, would you have sex with a, with a stranger in order to feed sixteen hundred people in some foreign third world country? Yeah, why not? Yeah, honestly, <laughs> yeah. Like, why, like, why, not? why? Why are we so stuck up about that? The only thing is, if if you have like religious beliefs tied to your sexuality, then yeah, that's then that's going to change that answer. That would that, and that's that's actually why I think Kant himself thought that prostitution was immoral was because he viewed, um, I think, sex outside of marriage as, like, irreligious and... Mm-hmm. Not not irreligious, but um, sacrilege. And I think, I think in his personal view, 
that would make you like a sinner. And if everyone did that, then everyone would be sinners. And then we wouldn't have society. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, some garbage. Yeah. No, I, if you, if that. you take, I, like, I love, I think that's like, I think that's it. I don't need anything else. If, if everyone does it, does society collapse? No, then that's fine. I'm trying to like think of something that could like. So the that the, the interesting example actually with that is drug use. You know, if everyone does heroin, does like society, does society collapse? collapse? Does not it necessarily. Yeah, I was gonna say not necessarily, but I could see it being an issue. Yeah, sort of like uh, like Brave New World. Like Brave New, you remember Brave New World? Is that they they do like the happy drug? <laughs> yeah, the happy. Yeah, as as opposed to, <laughs> <laughs> do they do the sad drug? <laughs> I guess actually, there's yeah, you could do depressants. Um, soma is what it's called. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Everyone, everyone in that book really acts within the confines of their society. So, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily moral. Yeah, I don't know. That's hard. That's tough, man. Anyway. Moving right along. We should change with the times. Define times. Advancement of society and civilization. Yeah. I I forgot we're on a a number scale here. It's really simple to just say, yeah. But when you give it a number... Oh yeah, this is not a short answer. (laughs) One more time. We should change with the times. It's another one where it's like, I can't give it a four because I think there's certain things that should never change just based on where we are in, you know, the future or the past or whatever. There's certain moral things that just always apply. Three. Three, okay. A modern uh, example of this is the (laughs) the learn to code meme are you familiar with i feel like yeah why does that sound so familiar it's uh, a bunch of like miners got laid off in like virginia or something i don't know whatever just take an example of like physical laborers somewhere lost their jobs Mm -hmm. and everyone was saying oh i mean there's no big deal just learn to code and you'll you'll be fine you know but it's just like these are people who've been working doing this profession for 30 years and yeah. now you're suggesting that they learn this whole learn new thing software development just because that that job is hot right now mm-hmm. and like is it like is it their responsibility to do that and retrain or does society owe them something for shaping them into these professionals that we no longer have a use for I wish I could like think of think of some jobs that aren't really useful anymore that used to be extremely useful. Um like I journalism was the first thing but I feel like that isn't really that doesn't apply at all to that. Like when I when I thought of things that are dying, I mean like a local newspaper editor or something. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird one. Yeah. That was I don't know why that was the first thing that came to mind. Phone operators. Those still, those will always exist, though, unless we lose the phone. What? What are you talking about? Hold on, what you, what, define what a phone <laughs> operator is, too. A literal person who says, operator, when, and they pick up the phone, and then they say, can you put me through to 
Uh, Brevin's a, mom. That's a thing? What? That was a thing. That was the thing when phones first came about. And they would connect people. I feel like, I feel I'm like pretty young sure. now. I don't sudden. think that I'm imagining... Like, I mean, I'm it sounds that, like something that... W- why would you ever need that? I'm not that confident in it. Well, the, the, the idea... Is that you wouldn't have access to a telephone book? <laughs> And like someone else would, you know what? Now that now that you're saying it, I don't I don't understand it. I don't know. <laughs> but to, okay, I'm gonna leave that alone because I'm afraid <laughs> that I'm gonna expose some. We sh- I want to like Google this with you and find. Yeah, I'm, I'm really page. I'm curious. I'm pretty sure that. this is a thing. Though. All right. But let's say someone who whose job is to do um, telegrams, right? Yeah. A mode of communication that was very popular, actually around like the time of Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, Red Dead. But. Once we stopped, once that technology became irrelevant, there was less of a need for those people. Why? Why were we talking about this? Stuff? <laughs> I feel like we should change with the times. And you gave us. Oh, three. okay, okay, okay. We'll 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 move on. Life moves too quickly. <laughs> God, these questions—they <laughs> don't get any easier. <laughs> Oh, this one's actually... I feel like this one's a little easier than the other ones. Um, it's much less, like, moral. You know, I do feel like time... Or what it say is life... Life, life moves, moves too, quickly. too quickly. Life does move too quickly. There are certain aspects, like, points of your life that are way quicker than other parts. And what, what comes to mind is, like, you're going from 1 to... Or 0 to 21 is, like, so much happens. It is way too quick. Like, it feels way too quick. Like, you're going through so many changes. You're learning so much stuff. I think it's actually the opposite of that. You think it's... You think it's I think, oh, you think I the think end? I think the more change... <coughs> the, the more that you change in a given span of time, the more you remember and feel present throughout that time period. Whereas, if you are, like, in a career and you go to work every day and you have the same routine, then it goes by faster. Really? You're really, this isn't, I'm not, this isn't a controversial opinion. My, my, people say like, oh, those were the glory days back when I was in high school. And they, because they, they had so much more going on and their life was more dynamic. But because, okay, yeah, continue. And then once they are an adult and in the world and they have a job and a car and a house and they go to work Monday through Friday and they come home on the weekends and they go to work Monday through Friday and they come home on the weekends and they go to work Monday through Friday and they come home on the weekends. There's less interruption. So it's just a stream of sameness. And they think back and they say, oh, six years have gone by. My cousin that was born yesterday is now six years old. You know what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying. And especially with the the cousin thing, I think helped me understand, see that view a little bit better. But then there's things where like, <clears throat> you know, if you're having, if you're doing this, if you feel like you're doing the same thing at work over and over and over and over or living the same lifestyle, you can feel like, man, every day is just dragging. <laughs> That's so interesting. No, you make, that makes sense because you stare at the clock and you're like, man, this is, it's still 930. Yeah. And I feel like I've been here for 18 hours. Yeah. But if you're, but when you're young, you're, you're going through so much and you going through like so much like stimulation for your mind and like for just learning about what's going on around you that it, it goes by so quick because you're not paying attention to time as much. <laughs> but doesn't it, f- <laughs> this is so interesting. <laughs> But thinking back on it, 
we are we graduated from high school four years ago mm-hmm. do you feel like more has happened in the past four years like like if you could rate how long each year felt right yeah what felt longer the last four years or the four prior years the last four years felt longer really yeah in my opinion really i think so but don't you feel like the last four years were a lot tougher wow interesting at least for me and that's not how it goes for everyone obviously no i mean i i don't know that's an interesting question I felt like high school was easy. So you you're sort of betraying what I feel like is the is the classic model for people. They say like, "Oh, I graduated high school and life started flying by because I I didn't have I wasn't growing anymore. I I I was the same person and life was just happening around me. Mm-hmm. And now I'm 50 years old and I'm like, Jesus, why didn't I do anything with my life? Mm-hmm. Which I've heard that view before. But you're saying. <laughs> Life went by quickly when so much was happening, and now it's slowed down. Well, another thing, I, yes, I kind, of, I am saying that. I think I still agree with that, even after hearing you say what you what you think. And I, it, damn it, what was I going to say? Is that another word that I shouldn't use? Damn it, damn yeah, it's fine. Okay, good. I think explicit con, like okay, listeners, we're trying to avoid having to have to flag each episode with explicit content yeah because our last our last podcast so that we can have people listen with like kids around and not worry about it um but i think that that means like i don't know i I feel like that's something we should look up words are dumb i think we should be able to swear and just swear in front of your kids who freaking cares (laughs) but i think that damn it is fine i don't know you could say damn it on network tv now. you can't say you can't say god in front of it you can't (laughs) <laughs> what's, that, what's that song um you're thinking of panic at the disco yeah yeah the shut door the, yeah shut the door Pandora. yeah that's like the instantly the one that comes to my mind and it sounds so stupid on the internet or on the uh radio radio yeah anyway what were we talking about before that life moves too quickly um how i think that it's it moves oh too i know much. what i was gonna say i know exactly what i was gonna say um a lot of people say refer to settling down yes like and that that was what I was gonna talk about. Like when I when I picture someone settling down, it's like slowing down, like just doing. I don't want to say repetitive thing, but like you know, kind of getting into a routine. I actually, <clears throat> I want. I know that I'm making this survey so that we can come back to this episode after playing through Red Dead and then reflect on how your opinions have changed. <laughs> I want to come back to this episode when you are 60 years old. And and hear these questions. Hey, Brevin, did your years from 22 to 60 feel slower or faster? You know what what I want to do? I want to come back to this in a year. Honestly, in a year, I think. And just see see what my opinions are. Okay. We can do that. I really want to do that. I think it'd it be a lot of fun. It very well might be a year until you finish Red Dead. Honestly. No, I don't think so. But um, I think it would just be fun. I'd, I'd like to see yeah, we can do my that. ratings. But my gosh. So so life moves too, life moves too quickly is what? Oh, man. Um, it's a three. It's a three. I was listening to it. <coughs> I just this morning, I, I randomly found... A Talking Heads song. Do you know the Talking Heads? Psycho killer. 
Guess who's it? Not familiar. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, that that's yeah, them. I was say you didn't know. You I do know that. I do. Yeah. I know that. Ba, 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 ba. That's yeah. like a classic Guitar Hero song. Yeah, I do know that song. But they also have um, "Once in a Lifetime." The song is called, mm-hmm. and it's it's you probably heard it, but you might not think of it. It's like one once you are living in a. Uh man, I'm I'm not gonna try. It. It's it's so goofy sounding, but it's like so genius and smart because it came out in the '70s. But it sounds like a song that could have come out like yesterday. Um, but he's talking about like all of a sudden you wake up and you have a a, a beautiful wife and a beautiful house and a, you're driving a massive automobile and you mm-hmm. say, "What is this automobile? How do I drive it? Who is this wife?" And it's 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 all about how like all of a sudden you're in this life that's been thrust upon you. And you don't feel like you did anything for it. It just happened, you know, because we live, we live with our yesterday selves decisions. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. That's just, I was listening. (laughs) John Marston is smart. This is the last question. Oh, okay. John Marston is smart. (laughs) This one's much easier to think about. It doesn't concern me. Um, let's see. Let's talk about it before I say something. Is I see. I don't know much about why he made his decisions in the past to join a gang. Maybe it was the smart thing to do. You're thinking about joining. Uh, I'm just. I just mean like on a day to day, like his intellect. Oh, okay. You're not yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Not like did he make a good choice? Yeah, for yeah. Himself? No, no, no. Because I think that's something that when playing through Red Dead Redemption or any video game for that matter, you never second guess the intellect of the character you're playing. You're always you're always sort of of thinking like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, I feel like I can think of a few where you're like, that was a dumb decision there. Unless it's like blatantly supposed to be dumb, though, I guess. True, but but I I think that you're you. All of a sudden, that takes you out of, and you say this game was poorly written. You don't say yeah. this character is dumb. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's interesting because we what was the game called that had the the unreliable narrator? Beginner's uh, guide. Beginner's guide. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a game where like you have like an unreliable like main character, not narrator necessarily, but someone who's like like you can't trust, but you're playing as them. I don't even know if that's possible. It's like very, very tricky. <laughs> That's a weird thought. I, I, we should make that game if we can. <laughs> Has that ever been made? I don't know. Oh, I, well, I do think of like the the classic Portal Two tutorial where he says like, "All right, press A to say hello," and you press <laughs> and you A jump. and you jump. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's like yeah yeah that's what it is. Okay, you're jumping. Now. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that's not how you say hello, but okay. <laughs> uh. Uh, John Marston is smart. John Marston is smart. What what's what's John Marston's grade point average? <laughs> <laughs> zero to zero to four, actually. I know. Yeah. Hold, on, hold on. I feel like he is a smart guy. There was nothing in Red Dead One where I was like, John, what are you doing? Like, I feel like he made really intelligent intelligent decisions. Like, he thought about. Like, I don't remember him being reckless. That's really what I'm trying to think about. Okay. Maybe going, okay, hold on. Now that I say that, going to um, Bill's Fortress is not a smart decision. Yeah. 
that that the never was going to work out and that is being reckless getting shot getting into a gunfight and getting shot isn't a smart choice in my opinion but that's a, that's like like doing all the gunfights in the game obviously is not really a smart decision if you think about it you could get easily hit by any of those bullets and and easily die you just but he because had it's to a video do that game to get his wife and kids back there wasn't like a i mean i don't know yeah it's true that that's now we're questioning what smart is. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll answer the question, and I feel like it's a it's a three. I feel like John Marston's a pretty smart guy. John Marston is a pretty smart guy. I feel that way. Oh John man, Marston's I feel like a pretty smart there's going to be a lot All of right, rev- Brevin. I feel three. like there's going to be a lot of revelations about like John because <laughs> obviously the prequel. So I'm assuming I'm going to learn a lot about John when he wasn't the good guy. Force to per se. I, I think it's really interesting that you frame it in such a way. Like, you 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 assume that the past is, like, they're all bandits and they're all bad. And now, all of a sudden, John is good and he's trying to get his family back. Mm-hmm. It's it, like it's you, not that simple, obviously. Well, well, well you'll well, see. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe. I wish I could start playing tonight. <laughs> you're, well, you're going to start playing. That's it. So, back to the subject at hand. We just had a freaking moral debate for it. Like 45 hour, minutes. Yeah. I love this, honestly. Like I could talk fun, yeah. I could talk this all day. So I'm I'm concerned that people might start listening and be like, oh, I can't wait to just hear about Red Dead Online and and what kind of guns they like to use. Yeah, I, I we will talk about that, I guess. Will we talk about Red Dead Online? Not online. I don't think I'm even gonna talk about what guns. I think that's that's not really that important like we won't talk about that and be like oh this gun is statistically better oh than no this no, gun. no yeah it's, like it's the it's meta not like, it's not like a destiny like which gun is best for which raid yeah know? i don't i don't want to talk about too much about like very minor gameplay things it's more like oh that was a cool feature yeah we're trying to use this as a platform for discussion rather than getting into the technical details mm. so you know what one thing i can't can't wait for red dead 2 is just to see like how good the game looks Yes, on your PC too. I mean, oh that's yeah, major. Yeah, I have, I have, I have a very nice PC. Um, I feel like I'm bragging all of a sudden. <laughs> I have, I have an extremely nice, nice PC. PC. Um, no, I've, I've, you know, it's one of my hobbies is is computer gaming. So I put a lot of money into it. Um, so I'll be capable of you know running it at what it's the developers intended it to look like. So, and I've seen, I've seen footage of it on the Xbox. And it looks incredible on there, so I can't imagine what it's gonna look like on PC. Oh yeah, yeah. I honestly, I've done both, and like, obviously, it looks great and everything, but I don't feel like I notice the difference that much while I'm playing it because the Xbox version looks so good anyway. Yeah, I think I it, feel like they, the, that's incredible how they pull that off. Well, I, I, I mean, a lot of people argue when it comes off soft topic again, but like when it comes to graphics, like graphics don't matter much so long as the game is fun like you're not going to pay attention to the graphics and so long as the graphics don't interrupt or look jarring yeah yeah um but i think if what i've heard is true about red dead being a slow game i think the graphics are incredibly important to a slow game because you're going to be taking the time to look around more at your surroundings and appreciating things like that appreciating what the developers did to make the game feel more immersive yeah Okay, I think we might want to wrap this up. <laughs> we could just talk for. You know, I don't even know if like future episodes will involve this much 
moral philosophical discussion, but I like that we're having this right away. So I know. any listener who's like, this is not me oh, yeah. can just jump out from the get-go. Okay. It'll be fun to to judge the characters because they're characters and I won't feel bad judging them based on what they the decisions they make. Like and um, thinking unlike about the dumb people on the internet, you mean? Yeah, unlike <laughs> the dumb people, I have to feel bad because so, they're people. So, I do want to give you a bit of a like guidelines. I want you to take notes. Yep. You don't need to be like fastidiously taking notes as you play like sort of how Not Tyler in playing Metal Gear Solid 3. Jesus. <laughs> But when there's like a major story point, should we? Should, hold on. Okay, well, before, when we talk about the the stuff we did in the previous podcast, have we explained like what we're talking about? Like when we say when you played Metal Gear Solid Three, someone who didn't listen to Computable is not going to know what we're talking about. Oh, sure. We we had a podcast called Computable. We still have it. Yeah, we still have it. Um, where we did an a net an NPC series, which stands for non player contract, where. Uh, we each would challenge each other to play a game and we could either say, yes, I'll play that game in its entirety and complete it, or <laughs> I will reject that game and never play it again. Mm-hmm. So Brevin gave me Metal Gear Solid 3 to play through. And, and Tyler gave me Mountain Blade at one point, too. That's why we were talking about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just some context. Really, if you want the whole context, you should go over to the Computable podcast feed and listen to the whole yeah. thing. Please. It's, it's please. a good time. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> It's fine. We have plenty of listeners. We got we got so many listeners. We could use them. <laughs> so, um, when you play through, I want you to... Um, take notes is what you said last. Take notes, yes. And pay attention to moral decisions that you make. That I make? That, like or that person. Arthur makes. Okay, okay. Or whoever, I guess. Okay, just anyone. Um, yeah, I want you to try to look at it. Well, you don't necessarily need to look at it from like a moral perspective because that's my thing don't steal my thing brother <laughs> but um just like be mindful of that and and because i i might not remember everything that happened either mm-hmm. so you'll also be sort of like a chronicler of events um yeah also uh, mechanics that are interesting i want i want to talk about that of course um characters i'm i'm really curious to see what your perspective is on certain characters and how it changes as you play so pay attention to that oh that'll be a lot of fun hearing um my opinions on characters i meet at the beginning (laughs) and then hearing about probably the horrible things they'll do later yep yep so all right that's it i think i think we're good are we good i think we're good because i'm ready to play i have um uh, i created an email address for listeners to write in I don't really remember what it was though, because I it it wasn't um, exactly available. Give me a second. Unfortunate. Can you uh, can you cover for me, Brevin, while I do this? So, if you want to, instead of sending to this to Tyler's email right now, if you if you have some message, you can send it to the computable podcast at gmail dot com. That was our previous podcast. You should still definitely take a listen to it if you haven't already. Yes, that's true. And I can't find it. <laughs> the I, I'm pretty sure that... Why didn't you just call it Red Dead Reflection Podcast? Is there a limit to how long these emails can be? I didn't want... Well, because people have to go and type in that email oh, yeah, address. So if they have to type in Red Dead Reflection Podcast, I think Red Dead Reflection was taken at gmail.com, which is weird. Um, RDR Podcast? I think... Okay. I believe the, pod, the email is reddeadcast at gmail.com. That's good. I like that. Red Dead Cast. R-E-D-D-E-A-D. If it's not, we'll put it in the description. At gmail.com. No, we'll just edit. We'll 
edit it back in. I don't know. <laughs> Just like dub my voiceover with like the Microsoft Sam. <laughs> um, yeah. So please send us any thoughts, any anything. Maybe you've played through Red Dead 2 already. Maybe you, you haven't played, played through it yet. Let us know what you expect from the game. Um, if you have any critiques about the show itself, maybe you want us to talk more about something and talk less about something else, let us know and we'll we'll take that into account. It's funny too that you, you're the one who really runs the email. You, you're you the one who reads everything because I just don't have access. Not that I could get access to it if I wanted you to. Could, you could. I haven't asked. Um, for this too, if you want to send in like your opinions on Red Dead 2, Tyler's going to be the one that's reading them first. And if oh, you want to talk yeah, about yeah. anything, so you can do you that. You don't need to worry about spoiling anything because I've played the game already. Yeah, so and Tyler will be the one reading them before he reveals to me what you guys are saying. Yeah, so even though we're not, you know, we haven't started playing the game yet or at any point, you don't need to think like, oh, have they gotten to this part yet so I can email in about it? Yeah. Like, no, don't worry Because what we that. could do is at the end, if we have enough emails talking about people's opinions, we can talk about other people's opinions, which yep. would be fun to talk about. Actually, if you... If some specific moment like inspired you or made you angry or something, you can write in about it. And by the time we get to that on the show, I can bring that email up. So yeah. that works too. All right. Well, that's it, Brevin. Welcome. Wow. We've, we've done our first episode. Feels good to be back. Oh, yes, we had, we've had a long hiatus from podcasting, so I'm happy to be back. Thank you for joining us, listeners, and sticking through to the end. I know it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a ride. Jesus. It's been a ride. We don't know that every episode will be this long, for sure, but um, we'll see. I think it's a good intro. Yes, I think so, too. All right. Thank you for listening. This, I'm Tyler. And I'm Brevin. This is Red Dead Reflection. 